Watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. The number of inmates at the Hertfordshire prison is set to increase by over 30% to around 1,000. More from Tony Fisher. The Independent Monitoring Board is worried that not enough staff will have been recruited in time for the opening. In its latest report, it says it's aware that personnel resources are stretched to the limit and there have been permanent reductions in staffing levels. The prison service says the Mount is appropriately staffed and additional staff are being recruited ahead of a new wing opening later this year. David Cameron and President Obama are among NATO leaders gathering for a summit in Newport in South Wales. The summit will include discussions about the threat from Islamic State but also about the crisis in Ukraine. A police watchdog says that some offences are on the verge of being decriminalised because forces have given up investigating them. A report by Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary found that in some areas police were asking victims to investigate for themselves. 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children hot meals when term starts today. Pupils up to the age of seven are entitled to a free dinner under the new government scheme announced by Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg last year. Karen Collett, the head of Haddenham St Mary's, says they've had to take on outside caterers to provide hot meals while work on their kitchen continues. It took a while um, to get through all the red tape and we're still waiting for some parts of the building regulations and bit bits like that really so we we knew from the start it wasn't going to be completed by September which is why we put in place an alternative in sport, England beat Norway 1-0 in last night's friendly at Wembley with Newcampton Wayne Rooney scoring a second-half penalty and Andy Murray trails by two sets to one in his US Open quarter-final against Novak Djokovic in New York. The weather, early mist and fog lifting to leave another dry day with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. sailing ship there were 40 boys and girls they would sail their ship around the globe so they called it the united world the ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down the waves were big as mountains they found they would surely drown they jumped into the lifeboats rolled away from the wreck A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands 
that was just that was just the prologue, Kath. And now we see what happens to those children that's stuck in a radio studio. Yeah, exactly. There's no escape for them. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, and that's Catherine Boyle. Hiya. Coming up on the show this morning, calls for more prison wardens at the Mount. Schools fail to keep Clegg's hot meals promise. Who writes this stuff? Me, sorry. Uh, and should pensioners pay more for care? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, would you do me the great honour? Um, no, that's horrible. What oh. is that? I don't know. There's Someone's left um, a ring in the well, studio. Not at the end of a tragic story. Oh, blimey. Someone's left a ring in a box in the studio. There's nothing um, uh, uh, more romantic than a gentleman holding open a box, opening it... I never got a box. ...disappointed um, look on the woman's face. I, oh. never, I never got a box. Did you not get a box? No, he took me straight to the jewellery shop so I could pick it out. Oh, for flip's sake. Fifth Avenue. That one. Which one? Yeah, I got I got ours from Tiffany's. Yeah, but he took me and let me choose. Well, that's although you can't really choose. They've got no prices. They've got no prices in Tiffany's. So uh, they whisked him over to a corner and said, "Can we ask what your budget is, sir?" Yeah, and then yeah. I said, "Right, look at these." I went and bought one, and then I took it back the next day and, and um, uh, upped upped it. Oh, I, did I you? said I want a bigger one. Really? I want more. I want more. And I had the conversation in the um, uh, 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 in Tiffany's in London. Where I said, how do they, how do you know what size finger she's got? We don't. Oh, how come in films, whenever they open the box, it, it fits? They're films, sir. Yeah. You have, oh. to steal, you have to steal another ring, don't you, and size it up. Well, That's they, what a woman would do. They, they said you can do that, but that wouldn't necessarily work. So what you do is you buy a ring, and then you, you do it, and then you come back in and you, you get it to it. fit. Oh. You do the other, so that, I, I said, but what, that, those are films, sir. Okay, right, right. But yeah, they don't have prices. But you didn't get the box. I, I, I think that he's I didn't missed... get the. No, I thought he'd fallen over. Oh. And I was helping to retrieve him from the floor, and yeah. he said it, and um, that it was it was a very surreal moment. Gosh. Central Park, you see, very gravelly. Yeah, Central Park, full of junkies. Well, it wasn't that day. Oh, okay. Should we have a song? <laughs> yeah.
BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Now, a prison watchdog's warning staff will be seriously outnumbered when a new block opens at the Mount in Bovingdon next month. The Independent Monitoring Board is concerned the Governor won't have recruited enough experienced prison officers in time for the introduction of 258 extra inmates. Well, Catherine Boyle has been looking into this. The Independent Monitoring Board, what is that? Well, who are they? They're the public who live in the local area. They're independent and their role is to monitor, as you might suggest from the name, the day-to-day life of their local prison or removal centre and to make sure that proper standards of care and decency are maintained. So they're lay people, really. They're not um, specialists in the prison system, but that gives them a different perspective. Yes. Members have unrestricted access to their local prison or immigration detention centre at any time, and they can talk to any one of the prisoners or detainees they choose to. They can do that out of sight and out of earshot of members of staff oh. if necessary. So they get a, you know, a real one-to-one with the, with the people that live there. So a typical monitoring visit, for example, might include time spent in the kitchens or the workshops or the accommodation blocks, recreation areas, the healthcare centre or the chaplaincy. They can really go anywhere they want. Mount Prison, give me the stats. The Mount opened in 1987 as a young offenders institution and it was re-rolled as a Category C adult male training prison in 1989. In the 90s, two more wings were built and in 2007 a further wing became operational and that contains 44 cells and uh, it houses indeterminate sentenced prisoners. A new housing block is uh, scheduled for completion next month, October, and capacity will then be raised from 770 inmates to 1,028. So that's an increase of 258 prisoners. New kitchen, healthcare and other facilities will be opened at the same time to try and cope with that extra demand. Well, if there's if this block is being built that's going to com- be accommodation for all these people, what are the concerns of the Independent Monitoring well, Board? in its latest report it says it's aware that personnel resources are now stretched to the absolute limit and there have been permanent reductions in staffing levels and exacerbating the position at the very high level of staff vacancies is the very high level of staff vacancies at present. Both factors give the board great concern. We're going to be speaking to a member of the board uh, later on in the programme. We'll tell you more. But ahead lies the opening of a new house block, at which point the prisoner role will increase by 33%. The distances between the various units will be considerably increased and the prison population will change to include a much higher number of shorter-term prisoners. Now, the concern is that because they're in there for a shorter time, they're not as used to the system, they're potentially more volatile. The full component of staff is due to rise from 313 to 351. That's an increase of 12%, but the board is worried about the prison being confident of recruiting those additional experienced officers in time. Uh, uh, What did the prison service say about this? They are very uh, cool and calm about it. Their prison service spokesperson who sent us a statement said, HMP The Mount is appropriately staffed and safely run. A recent inspection report highlighted a successful year at the prison and rightly praised staff for their adaptability and commitment. Additional staff are being recruited ahead of a new wing opening later this year, which will ensure we continue to provide a safe and decent prison. Well, wouldn't it be marvellous to speak to someone who's um, stayed at the Mount at some point this morning? I'm sure there's someone listening who probably has. Or, or There will be people listening, of course, because they, they phone in from time to time to say, well, yeah, who cares? Shove, shove them in four in a cell. Do, we, we don't, don't need that many staff to look out. Look, just let them get on with okay, it. OK, so if you don't care about the prisoners because of whatever they might have done, do you care about the staff being put potentially at risk because they're outnumbered? Me? I was being the voice of... No, that person. I don't know, we can I call in. I you care about everyone. I care about, I care about almost everybody. I'm, I'm a, I was giving out hugs on Twitter last night. Yeah, I noticed that. Felt like a nice thing to... I was bored, I was, I was waiting for my pizza to cook. Yeah. So I thought I'd give out hugs. You got some nice ones. To get some, some very... dodgy ones as well. There were some dodgy ones, but I was just giving out the hugs willy-nilly. Not willy-nilly, but I was, I was, I did, I was, I was careless. I didn't mind. It's nice. What, what um, struck me about that is how many people are willing to hug you. 
Mm. I'm very huggable. Speaking of hugging, uh, Justin Dealey, uh, who is changing, I think it's fair to say, he gave me a, a man-on-man massage today. Yeah, I noticed. Very brief, um, but it w- very firm. Yeah, it was. It looked quite sensual. His, his, I got a terrible headache, and he was um, d- trying to ease away the tension. And he turned his his two. Imagine this, ladies and Did gentlemen. Did he not his thumb? His his no his his two thumbs were massaging. And it felt like he had a magic ball. He was rolling around at the nape of my neck. Talented man. E- imagine that, ladies. Thank you, Catherine. See you in a bit for the papers. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, should you wish uh, to give us a call. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Nicola. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very good morning and so far this morning just checking on the major routes and it seems to be moving rather freely so far this morning. Do expect some delays on the Great North Road at the Black Cat Roundabout as those major roadworks continue there. It's looking a little bit slow on the North Circular Road. That's heading westbound between Greens Lanes and Bounds Green Road. There was an earlier broken down vehicle there which has been removed so it's easing off a little bit now. On the trains, looking at the departure boards across the three counties, everything's running well so far this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Well, I've got toothache, innit? 6.15. It is Thursday, the 4th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Buckinghamshire have charged eight men in connection with alleged sexual exploitation in Aylesbury. Follows police raids in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham on Tuesday morning. A prison watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children hot meals when term starts today. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. You're never quite you know where you want to be you've always got to keep going and have new dreams new aspirations and mistakes happen you have to just get over them and keep going but there is a way you can hear it all again after a 12-year period of abstinence actress daniella westbrook relapsed proving just how dangerous an addiction to drugs can be bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio the reality was at the age of 26 i knew I was dying. And yet it still took me three years to find a way to stop doing what I knew was killing me. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Tricks that you used on me You're reading all them high fashion magazines The clothes you're wearing, girl, that calls in public scenes I said, I'm not just stepping stone
didn't have no shoes But now you're walking around like your front page news You've been awful careful about the friends you choose But you won't find my name in your book of who's who's I said I'm not your stepping stone Now, almost a third of primary schools in Buckinghamshire won't be able to keep the government's free school meals promise to children going back today. Pupils at 48 schools across the county will have to make do with packed lunches this term as their kitchens just aren't ready. St Mary's School in Haddenham's taken a different approach. They bring in an outside caterer to provide hot lunches until they sort out their own facilities. Head teacher Karen Collett has been speaking to our reporter Matt Lockwood. We're standing where the kitchen will be, but at the moment uh, it's just all uh, plasterboards and bits of wood, and it looks like it's still that needs to be finished. Some work still to do here. Yes, yeah, it is still pretty much a building site, which is why we've um, boarded it all off so that the builders can work on it while the children are in school and it will be safe. It took a while um, for to get through all the red tape and. Uh, we're still sort of waiting for some parts of the building regulations and bit, bits like that, really. So we, we knew from the start it wasn't going to be completed by September, which is why we put in place an alternative in the form of Kirsty's Kitchen, which is a local homemade food provider who will be d- delivering our meals from September. We're pleased that it's underway and uh, we're hoping that it will be ready for October half-term. So I've still got some weeks to go. How frustrating yes. has this whole process been in terms of getting through the red tape and having to secure the funding? Because it's all right for the government to say every school should provide a free hot meal, but uh, in practice it's much more difficult. Yeah, I mean, it has, I won't lie, it has been difficult. It's been a big challenge. Luckily, us head teachers like challenges. Yes, there have been stressful times, but I was determined to make it work and really wanted to do it. I felt it was important to to kind of keep going with it, really. But the people who live in this area, really, I mean, they don't need a free school meal, do they? It's quite a well-to-do area. They'll get a hot meal at home. So the children here are not really going to benefit, are they? They will benefit, Matthew, because um, if you think about going out to eat and the whole social experience, um, it's really important that children learn that and they're going to be getting that every single day. The other aspect is there are here, yes, it's affluent, but we've got parents that work very long hours and they're commuting to London. Uh, and so there will be times when the children won't get a hot meal, not because they can't afford it, but because the other aspect, the opposite... But should you have to do that, really? Because that should be the parents, shouldn't it? Uh, planning their time a bit more wisely, maybe making a meal the night before and then the kids can have it the next night. Well, I'm a working mother. <laughs> I'm a full-time working mother who works long hours and uh, that's a lot easier said than done, I can tell you. Over 40 schools in books are not ready yet. Does that surprise you? No, no, it doesn't surprise me, to be honest. The message wasn't disseminated very well, to be honest. So schools got the message late. 
So head teachers, which if you look at the school food plan, it states on there that it is the head teacher's responsibility. Head teachers weren't given the message until very late on, so they weren't able to act upon it until it was too late, really. And why was that then? Why did they not get the message? There was all sorts of things um, happening happening with the county council and um, that I'm not sure that the message was relayed to them. There was probably not enough people on teams to, to work with the schools and I, it was very late in the day that head teachers realised that they had to put this in place. The county council say that, that they could have done with two and a half years, really, to... Um, to get this properly going and to to organise it properly. When, in fact, what? How long they had? Eight months, something like that, yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you consider that there was about 90 schools in Bucks with with no provision at all, to get that up and going in in, in eight months... Was unrealistic. it's, It's, yeah, no mean feat, really.
hated each other. The best bands do. Yeah, the best bands do hate each other. Because I think you have to care about the products so much that you uh, start to hate each other. And a little bit of tension. We hate each other. I ha- we both hate Kelly. Yeah. Um, morning, Kels. Hi, Mary. Yeah. Um, and that is what creates the artistic highs. Yours you just got to channel it, haven't you? you? Just got to, and, and nobody can stand Justin Daly, I can they, Kels? Who? Hi, mate. Okay, that's why. <laughs> that's primarily why. Uh, is the thing. Uh, in a little bit, we're going to be. There's a thing in the paper. There's a suggestion in one of the papers, two of the papers, maybe more, uh, that uh, older people should be taxed mm. more to pay for the NHS and social care, and that the, the wealthy ones should have their benefits cut. Yeah. So we're talking about no more free TV licenses, mm. no more of them bus passes, yeah. uh, none of that stuff. Prescription charges. This thing kind of pops up every now and, then. We'll, and we'll go into details after half past seven. Uh, it, this thing pops up every now and then. Yeah. And I don't see a problem with it. The frequency with which it pops up makes me think it's going to happen at some yeah. point. Yeah, well, it is going to happen at some point. And this is, I think, if we've read this story properly, this is primarily the wealthy pensioners. Why should wealthy people of any age get free stuff? But they don't say wealthy, they say well-off. It's uh, w- what's in comparison the to who? Well, OK, but still... Who's going to put their hand up and say they're well-off? Nobody. Apart from Alan Sugar, and he loves it. <laughs> My uh, in-laws are, are well-off. And they get free bus pass and they get the um, heating allowance. Well, they, get, they give the heating allowance to the grandkids. Do you know? What, so it's ridiculous that they uh, that, that that happens. Do you know we still pay heating allowance to pensioners who've um, gone off to Marbella? If oh, you live do. abroad, you yeah. still get it. There are a whole load of things that you just nuts. nip back on and no one would notice. Okay, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. We'll talk about that a little bit later. What are you doing, my voice? I'm trying to see how deep I can make my voice go by still making sense, and that's very deep. You can go that deep. Got a bit of a headache today, and I've taken way too many painkillers. Right. Could be a rough ride for everybody okay. involved in this. All right, I'll keep an eye. Hold, hold, on, hold on to your hats. We couldn't end up miles away from here. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, there's some temporary traffic lights up at the moment on Marsh Road, between Hewlett Road and Archway Road, so do expect some delays there. Some roadworks are starting today. The M1 Luton Spur, do expect some delays between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabouts and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. The major roadworks are continuing there. Looking quite slow at the moment on the North Circular Road, between Green Lanes and also Bounds Green Road. There was an earlier broken down vehicle there, but now it seems to be easing off as that has been removed. So far on the trains, everything's Running well across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police in Buckinghamshire have charged eight men in connection with alleged child sexual exploitation in Aylesbury. It follows police raids in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham on Tuesday morning. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. David Cameron and President Obama are among NATO leaders gathering for a summit in Newport in South Wales. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children and hot meals when term starts today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In the last few minutes, Andy Murray has lost his US Open quarterfinal against Novak Djokovic in four sets. Djokovic won 7-6, 6-7, 6-2, 6-4. Earlier, Kai Nishikori became the first Japanese man to reach a Grand Slam semi-final in 81 years after beating Stan Wawrinka in five sets. England beat Norway 1-0 in last night's friendly at Wembley with new captain Wayne Rooney scoring a second-half penalty. John Murray was watching. If the objective of this match was to restore lost confidence, then it failed, playing 4-4-2 for the majority against an extremely limited Norwegian team. England managed to create startlingly little, precisely two attempts on target, and one of those, Wayne Rooney's very well-dispatched penalty after Raheem Sterling was brought down midway through the second half. In front of officially just over 40,000, England's smallest crowd at the new Wembley, they did improve when substitutes arrived and Roy Hodgson altered his system, but the cynics will argue they couldn't have got much worse. Rooney has moved to within eight goals of Sir Bobby Charlton's England record, but the Manchester United striker says his top priority is Monday's Euro 2016 qualifier against Switzerland. Yeah, it is. Um, so only time will tell, and you know, um, hopefully one day I could overtake Sir Bobby. But at the minute, I'm concentrating on um, on trying to do well for England, and obviously in the immediate future trying to help us win the game on Monday night. Elsewhere, Watford striker Matej Vidra played the first half as the Czech Republic lost 1-0 at home to the USA and in a rerun of this summer's World Cup final, Argentina beat Germany 4-2. New Manchester United signing Angel Di Maria set up three of Argentina's goals and scored the other. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 7. to that bongo sound Grab the first one in your reach Now we're gonna shake the beach Do the clam Do the clam Grab your barefoot baby by the hand Turn and tease Hug and squeeze Dig right in and do the clam You can't get your heart to spin the outside looking in Moon ain't gonna last all night Well let's work up an appetite Do the clam Do the clam Grab your barefoot baby by the hand Turn and tease Hug and squeeze Dig right in and do the clam
beach. Everybody's got to Listen to those happy feet. Listen to those happy feet. Ain't you glad that you found out? What the clown is all about. Elvis Presley, the king of sausage rolls. Yeah. They were having a good time, weren't they? Uh, they were. <laughs> no one else was. I got so much abuse online yesterday for daring to speak the truth about Elvis Presley, the overrated former king of sausage rolls. Man <laughs> alive. It, I, it, I was virtually getting death threats. I say virtually because I wasn't. They but were virtual. They weren't real death threats. You would have had to raise that with the appropriate exactly. authorities. But people are getting really angry. I'm never going to listen again. You're an idiot. What do you know? You're a loser. Your mum's ugly. Oh. I made that last one up, but that's just to try... I realised what I was saying actually wasn't that out loud, isn't that bad. But I still stand by it. There's, there's your truth. There's, there's your, your facts. I like some of the things that they say about Elvis. Not all of the things they say about Elvis. Some of them are pretty dark. But some of them are quite funny. Give us some fun Elvis facts. Um, like he used to order sandwiches and then watch them on his CCTV making them. It was all about the anticipation. Yeah, that's not weird, is it? I think that's a bit perverse. Yeah. In a, yeah. But what? But it's, that's kind of fun, fun weird. Well, it's not fun weird, that's nuts. Oh, shooting the telly thing. I mean, I felt like if I had a firearm, sometimes the telly would get blasted. He uh, did go up to the White House about two o'clock in the morning, I think when pre- Nixon was president, and demand to meet the president. And they went, I'm sorry, sir. And, uh, and then he went, oh, blimey, it's Elvis. All right. And he, he met the president. And the president made him uh, an honorary member of the FBI Drugs Agency. Was it just to get him out of the house? Yeah, he gave him a badge and everything. So there's a picture of Elvis with his drugs badge and President Nixon. And apparently, now I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've read in a couple of books that he would then like go out at like two or three o'clock in the morning with uh, the Memphis Mafia and like bust drug dealers on street <laughs> corners. <laughs> Well, I mean, according to what you're seeing on Twitter, he had the authority. Yeah, he had the authority to do that. There's not a lot in the papers today. Front page of the Daily Express, Cameron Diaz, anger at sex tape hackers who violated my friends. Now, she's promoting a new film. Anyone know what that film's called? Guys? It's called Sex Tape. It's called Sex Tape. It does look quite funny, actually. Have you seen the trailer for it? No. It looks quite funny. Uh, Rom-coms, I'm kind of over, are you? Uh, I don't film, think a film called Sex Tape is a rom-com. It is these days. There's not much rom in there. Well, there's romp. it's a romp-comp. <laughs> Celebrities caught up in nude photo storm have been violated, says Diaz. Hollywood star Cameron Diaz yesterday denied her new movie is similar to the scandal surrounding women celebrities. Well, hang on a minute. I think in the movie they do a video and then it goes round to various people's um, they, tablets. Yeah, it's all their friends that they've bought tablets for. It does look quite funny. Yeah. No? Don't film your privates. There's this my tip. Is, well, this is the thing I want... Tip is an interesting choice of word. Here's the <laughs> thing I wanted to mention yesterday, and we didn't because it was quite a heavily uh, sexually crimed-themed show, and it seemed slightly inappropriate. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you take a picture of your what-sits and your doodars and your dangly bits, or why would you film yourselves? Because between you and me, 
if you look down, you can see them whenever you want. Yep. Why do you want to document that? Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I think for most people, it's probably better in your imagination than yeah. it would look from uh, filmed from a, a dodgy angle. I can't imagine why anybody would do such a thing. And also, if you film it, if you film it. <laughs> In the olden days, if you filmed it on a VHS video camera, <laughs> right, then there's one tape. There's yeah. a tape. There's a big, thick, chunky tape you've got, and you can. Uh, it would be. It was really, really hard to copy it. You couldn't do a lot with it. You'd, you'd label it Ghostbusters Two, so you knew what it was, and just hoped that the babysitter didn't fancy a little bit of, um, you know, Penkman. Yeah, a bit of Penkman, bit of Stay Puffed. Um, uh, but 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 then when you split up. You would you could put it on a fire together, yeah. Or, or, or you pull it. the tape out, or keep it for old times' sakes and blackmail. <laughs> Why would you blackmail? Well, I mean, you joke about that. People do that these yeah, days, and you've given them the weapon to do it. The frightening thing is that younger and younger people are doing it, and it become it's become quite um, common for them to f- basically flash over the internet. Uh, Frexting. Friendly texting. Is yeah. that what that's, that's the word, isn't I think, it? I think that's nearly the Kels word. Kels yeah. is of the younger generation. Kels, you probably grew up with mobile phones and uh, pocket-sized video technology. Um, I remember when my uh, uncle had got, the, got a first video camera and we just filmed ourselves sitting there going... Ooh. Was he rich? Um, no. Um, but, Kels, you've been brought up with uh, all of this uh, technology, as I, I just stated, about 35 seconds ago. Uh, have you frexted? Have you filmed yourself? Have you sent pictures of your um, doodah to your boyfriend? No. OK, thanks very much indeed. We won't, we won't, we won't, pre- we won't investigate any further. But if you were to do it, why? What would be the buzz? Of sending it to my boyfriend? Yeah. Um... Let me. I, I think, think I know. About the Go answer on. I think I know. I've not done it. Cheeky fun. Cheeky, Is it fun. cheeky fun. A little bit cheeky, cheeky fun. Cheeky fun. In fact, once. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to say this out loud. Wow. On air. These are my favourite things. Um, he once took a picture. Yep. Of his, uh, you know. Self. Yeah, of himself. Took a selfie. And yep. then set it as my screensaver on my phone, without me knowing. Cheeky fun. It's a little bit cheeky fun, isn't it? He sounds like a cheeky chappy, doesn't he? He sounds like a thoroughly cheeky chappy. Here's a tip, lads. Buy some flowers. Please stop using the word tip. (laughs) (laughs) It really is not helping. Hey, let's talk about something else. Please. Although it's not quite. Oh. Why three in four women prefer to go out with a chubbier chap. Oh, hello, fellas. Hey, hey. Yeah, if you were thinking maybe on cutting down on the burgers, wait. Yeah. Page three of the Daily Mail is your ev, if you want to show why you're piling what on are the you pounds. looking at? You're looking at someone. Over. Looking at the time. It's like you're looking at a camera or something. <laughs> you, we're, we're, not, we're not on this morning. I'm looking or, at the time to see how long I can elucidate. You're not a loose woman. Well. Men could spend months at the gym trying to get a physique like 007 star Daniel Craig. James Bond, yeah. But it might be a waste of time. Why, Ian? Why? What? What? I'll tell you why. Yeah. For British women seem to prefer love handles and to hunks in trunks, a poll revealed. No, it's just that there are more love handles than hunks in trunks. Yeah. And you've got to, you know, cut your cloth and all that. Oh. More than three quarters said they'd rather have a partner who's on the cuddly side than one who was wedded to his exercise routine. Well, that's quite different. Yeah. Because gym blokes are odd, aren't they? Oh, gosh. I wouldn't want someone who spent all this time grunting at himself in the mirror. <laughs> Is that different from going to the gym? It's the same as going to the gym. OK. I don't want a bench press hog. I don't want someone who um, likes looking at himself and, you know... That reminds four, me of a story I can't tell. Four out of five women in some regions favour a more rounded man as they're seen as more, they're seen as more fun 
and less likely to judge their girlfriend's body. Ah, now oh, here we go. This is like the thing that, that... When you know that you're out of their league. Yeah, this is the thing that um, slim girls always have a fat friend. Groups of groups of girls always have a fat girl in the group to make them feel and better about themselves. if you don't, it's probably you. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's true. 08459 four double five five double five. Coming up, we'll speak to Justin and we'll talk about old people maybe paying more tax and having their benefits cut. Every night I sit here by my window Watching lovers holding hands and laughing And thinking about the things we used to do Thinking of things Like walking the park Things Like a kiss in the dark Things Like a sailboat ride What about the night we cried Things like a lover's vow Things that we don't do now Thinking about the things we used to do Memories are all I have to cling to And heartaches are the friends I'm talking to When I'm not thinking of just how much I loved you Well, I'm thinking about the things we used to do Thinking of things Like a walk in the park like a kiss in the dark Like a sailboat ride What about the night we cried Things like a lover's vow Things that we don't do now Thinking about the things we used to do I still can hear the jukebox softly playing And the face I see each day belongs to you single sound and there's nobody else around well it's just me thinking of the things we used to do thinking of things like a walk in the park things like a kiss in the dark things like a sailboat ride what about the night we cried things like a lover's vow things that we don't do now thinking about the things we Heartaches are the friends I'm talking to You got me thinking about the things we used to do Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio in Luton. At the moment, Airport Way, there's a lane closed in both directions at Vauxhall Way for some roadworks taking place. I do expect some delays there. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, starting to look quite slow on the speed sensors, just around junction 21 for the M1. Also building anti-clockwise at junction 16 for the M40. And in Brickywood, rather heavy moving on the North Orbiter Road, just off the M25. The M40, there's one lane closed at the moment for some bridge maintenance work that's taking place at junction 5 for Stoke and Church. So far, no reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 6.45. It's Thursday the 4th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Buckinghamshire have charged eight men in connection with alleged child sexual exploitation in Aylesbury. Follows police raids in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham on Tuesday morning. 
A prison watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children hot meals when term starts today. Speak to Justin in a bit. Let's get the weather first with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there. Well, some mist and fog patches first thing. Some of us waking up to a cloudy day, actually. But elsewhere, it's already starting to brighten up. And we should see some sunny spells for most of us, certainly by this afternoon anyway. And with light winds, feeling fairly pleasant with highs of 21 degrees Celsius. Another cloudy night with clear spells. Probably a bit more of that fist, uh, mist developing in the morning. Lows of 14 degrees Celsius. Um, so tomorrow, after a bit of a misty start for some, it's potluck really. Some will hold on to a cloud for much of the day. It's going to be a cloudier day generally, but others will find that uh, they see some breaks in the cloud and get some bright, even sunny spells, with temperatures up to about 19 degrees Celsius, so a little cooler. Saturday, we've got a bit of patchy rain in the middle of day, middle of the day for some of us. Sunday's looking reasonable, um, but it could be a little cooler as we've got some colder air coming in. But next week is looking really nice, actually, quite settled and um, with the sunshine increasing towards the middle of the week, so a nice autumnal week to come. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in, in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company. and We love it. We love every day that we do the cakes. Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in, in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a strong local link, hasn't it? A strong local link. Amy Merritt, she's originally from New Zealand, now settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer. I think it could be brilliant. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The next song that was due to be played was, let's be honest, Sean Escoffrey, we'd never heard of him. It's called Nature's Call. Not till... Not till seven o'clock. That's, that's a, that, out for two minutes. That means a wee wee, doesn't it? Well, it does to me. And they just call in. Uh, but so Kelly then said, "Ah, Ian, have you got your your CD with you?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yes, I have got my CD with me." She said, "Well, put put a song from there on." Me, so, Simon CD. L- ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Mamas and the Papas and Monday Monday. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. What is this? I wasn't expecting that. Hang on a second. Don't play this. Have you been switching your CD boxes around? Oh, good. Okay. Play your first aid kit. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the mamas and the papas, Monday, Monday. I forgot I had this CD. Kelsey Elliott's song really does last the test of time. <laughs> Kels? Um, yeah. Oh, Monday morning, Monday morning, on Kelsey's tears. Come on, guys. Oh. Come on, guys. What? How did you do that? I was trying to put Five Live on. No. Doobie, 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 doobie. What are you doing? Playing Radio 4 so I don't have to listen to Oh, don't be a plum. Strangers in the... All right, I'll tell you what, in that case, then we'll play a song. Here, it, it, this is good. Change CD, then. OK, well, no, it's on a different... I've got, t- I've got two CDs racked up because I'm a professional. 
ever in your life see a diver kiss his oh, wife like while the bubbles good. bounce Enjoy. about above the water? Come again. Come again. <laughs> I've never leave me, never in my life leave no seat, no diver, 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 no white with no wind in the ocean, in the kingdom of no sea, while no bubble bath, 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 no water. Well, if you're looking while they kiss and you recognize the sight of a diver, 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 that must be doing something right. Maybe need the ocean and the kingdom of the sea, while the bubble bounce about above the water. Surely, why do you say ever, 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 and life leave no? And diver, 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 and when you say wife, you say we won't. Why not say ever, 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 and lively, low, and diver, 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 and wife, we won't. Well, why are they kissing in the ocean, and what kingdom of the sea, and why are bubbles bouncing about above the water? Well, beneath the ocean is private, and the kingdom is the sea, and kissing down there is going to bounce up bubbles naturally. So when you see uh, the bubbles bouncing, so you recognize the sight of a diver, 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 once we're doing something right, way beneath the ocean and the kingdom. Love it, Shirley Ellis. That was so good. Wasn't it fantastic? Uh, Philip's on the line. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? 1969, I met Mrs. Miller in New York. <laughs> hang on. Never. You, hang, on, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Are you telling me you met this woman? It's been a hard day's night. How on earth did you meet well, her? I went to New York and I stayed in New York because and I went to the NBC Rockefeller Centre to see some TV shows recorded. Of course you did. And <laughs> in the audience yeah. with me was Mrs Miller. Oh. And they pointed her out because she was famous. Yeah. And she used to go along, I think, you know, when she wasn't having hit records, <laughs> she used to go along to see shows recorded and they oh. announced it was Mrs Miller. Wow. And there she was. Oh, I love her yellow submarine. Uh, is that... <laughs> Hang on a minute. Marshall. Is that a euphemism or no, no, is... Uh... It's just a version of... It's great. It's funny. Hang on a minute. Hang on. You mean this? Oh, yeah. She says that voice as well on that one, doesn't she? Yes, she, downtown she did. Yes, Philip, listen, we, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. I need 
We've got to be careful. I've had a tweet this morning saying if you play any more Mrs Miller, I'm off to Solent FM. So, oh, really? Yeah. It's that's, not that bad. Well, I don't know about that. Justin! <laughs> Brilliant. You need, it. you need some of this on your show on a Saturday. No, I do. That would certainly give me a, a boost of listeners. Absolutely wonderful. I'm trying to find... Um, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, you like um, the Four Seasons, don't you? I love them. Yeah. Who, who, who could not love the Four Seasons? There ain't no use <laughs> seeing our goodbyes. Sounds like Mrs. Miller doesn't <laughs> like them. True love. <laughs> True love takes Here we go. Here we go. a lot of trying. Oh, come on, baby, love. come on. Oh, I'm crying. Don't cry, baby. Here we go. Listen, you can have that. You can borrow that CD, Just. Oh, that is brilliant. I've got a weird question. Oh, yeah, go I've on. got a strange one. Gave you a lovely massage earlier on. Mate, you did. Yeah, it got me thinking about uh, whale sounds. Because uh, when you go for a massage... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad he got you thinking about that, not yeah, something else. Yes. They often play the whale songs. Yes. Um, who gets paid for that? If, if I was a whale... <laughs> It's a serious question. If I was a whale and I turned up to a recording studio and they recorded me and I wasn't getting paid, yeah. I'd have the ump about that. Literally. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, it's a good point, correct? Well... Who gets paid? It's a point. Now, do you have the same attitude towards whales as you do towards dolphins? No, I like whales. Yeah, they're not demanding. The dolphin mm. would know its rights. Yes. Mm. See, a dolphin would say, right, OK, you want my sound? Where's the cash? <laughs> now, with a whale... Who gets paid for that? It's like saying to, I don't know, Elvis Presley when he's alive. Elvis, come into the studio, well, uh, r- record some sounds for us, but we're not going to pay you. Yeah. I-, I don't get it. Yeah. Does anybody else get it out there? Who gets paid for this? Free Willy? <sighs> yeah. No, he's not free. You have to pay, don't you? He do. He's dead now, isn't he? No, I don't think so. Well, I think be. he is. I think he is, is dead. He? Yeah. I think Willie died. What? Yeah. What? Sorry to break oh, that gosh, to you. Oh, gosh, I mustn't tell my boys there's a film called Free Willy, or I mustn't <laughs> tell myself either. Both of us should be laughing. <laughs> For the same reasons. Now, Justin. Yes, boss. There's a, well, there's a couple of. It's in a couple of papers. Pensioners should pay more to tax. Uh, pay more tax to fund care is the way it's expressed in the Express. Mm. Catherine, it's also in the Mail as well, isn't it? It it's is. A slightly yeah. different angle. They about talk about restricting the benefits of, of better off pensioners. They're talking about no more free uh, TV license, no more bus passes if you are earning or you have a certain amount of savings, because you just can't afford it. And people are maybe people having to put their houses on the line to be able to to pay for their care. It's, it's not right at the moment, is it? So they're looking at ways to change things. Also, uh, f- uh, it suggests only those most in need should get a winter fuel payment um, and prescription charges um, should um, should go up for yeah. old, older people. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, it comes up every couple of years. I think the, the Express this morning is saying this is an absolute outrage to even suggest such a thing. The Independent, they welcome this report, but I think on principle, I think it's wrong. I think that it sends out the message, if you're going to take away benefits to, to wealthy pensioners, if you do well for yourself in this country, again, we shall knock you for that. Surely if you've given into the system all of your life, uh, regardless of if you're wealthy or not, you should get something back, shouldn't you? No. Why? What? what? You, what, you get a reward for living. I got the pensions thing wrong. This is the change in the pensions. Uh, the, the pensioners shouldn't be, should no longer be exempt from the 12% national insurance charge, but it wants to cut prescription charges to £2.50 from the current £8, but says fewer people should be eligible for free prescriptions. Mm. Uh, this is just a think tank, so this is not necessarily going to happen now, but... Benefits are supposed to be pe- for people who are on their uppers, aren't they? 
And yes, it would little, seem, little you know, if hand. Alan Sugar getting a free bus pass does seem rather outrageous, doesn't it? But then again, how much money has he put into the system oh, over the years? On. He deserves mate, that. And I, I, Whether he uses it or not, it no, doesn't come into the equation. He mate. deserves yeah. that. He's put money into our country year after year. It's about time he got something back. He's got a knighthood. <laughs> he may have for a crying knighthood. out loud. But again, if you do well in this country, people look down on you, people are, are jealous of you, and people want to take things away from yeah, you. Leave me- them alone. Meanwhile, there are other people who are having to choose between heating and eating. Mm-hmm. If the money's there, why not claw a bit back? I shall take it to the streets. Wealthy pensioners, should they have some of their benefits cut? I think, uh, to be honest with you, most people will probably be on your side. There could be a one-off on this one, but I just think, personally, I think it's it's wrong. You, you put into the system, you do well for yourself, and you'll be penalised You for don't... That. No, you're not penalised. You're just not rewarded for living a long time. Well, shouldn't that be a reward, then? If no. you do, If you do well in life, you are rewarded. In this country, if you do well in life, if you earn lots of money, what? I'll tell you what, we'll take 50% off you. When you get to a pensioner age. I tell you what, we'll take your TV licence away from you. If no, you do well, not the country the th- is against you. Not taking the TV licence away from you? Of course not. If you want to watch television, pay. <sighs> Whereas other people who have probably sat on their backsides all their life and haven't got the money, well, we'll pay for them. See what I'm saying? Speak later, Just. Take care. Ta-ta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, there's some roadworks taking place at the moment on Marsh Road, heading eastbound between Hewlett Road and Archway Road. So do expect some delays there. They started today with some temporary traffic lights in place. Taking a look at the M25, that's starting to look very slow on the speed sensors, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 um, for Watford. Taking a look at so far the North Orbital Road, that's looking rather heavy moving just off the M25. And the Barnet Bypass on camera looking slow, heading southbound between Stirling Corner at Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Scott's angry on Twitter. Come on, Ian. You used to be different to all the other shows. Shirley Ellis, she's on Radio 1 every single day. I do apologise, Scott. He's joking. He's jo- he better be joking. He's going to smack. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, eight men charged with Aylesbury child sex abuse, fears over staffing levels at Hertfordshire Prison and nearly 50 Buckinghamshire primary schools not ready for free school meals. BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight men are due to appear in court in Milton Keynes this morning charged with child sex abuse over a seven-year period. The men were arrested in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham. Thames Valley Police say the offences relate to two alleged female victims in the Aylesbury area between 2005 and 2012. More from John Brain. The men were detained on Tuesday during a Thames Valley police operation involving around 120 officers. Early morning raids were carried out at 10 properties across Buckinghamshire and 11 people arrested. Three have subsequently been released, but the other eight have been charged with a variety of offences, including rape of a child, conspiracy to rape, sexual activity with a child and facilitating the prostitution of a child. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. The number of inmates at the Hertfordshire prison is set to increase by over 30% to around 1,000. More from Tony Fisher. 
The Independent Monitoring Board is worried that not enough staff will have been recruited in time for the opening. In its latest report, it says it's aware that personnel resources are stretched to the limit and there have been permanent reductions in staffing levels. The prison service says the mount is appropriately staffed and additional staff are being recruited ahead of a new wing opening later this year. David Cameron and President Obama are among NATO leaders gathering for a summit in Newport in South Wales. The summit will include discussions about the threat from Islamic State, but also about the crisis in Ukraine. A police watchdog says that some offences are on the verge of being decriminalised because forces have given up investigating them. A report by Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary found that in some areas police were asking victims to investigate for themselves. 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children hot meals when term starts today. Pupils up to the age of seven are entitled to a free dinner under the new government scheme announced by Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg last year. Karen Collett, the head of St Mary's in Haddenham, says they've had to take on outside caterers to provide hot meals while work on their kitchen continues. It took a while um, to get through all the red tape and we're still waiting for some parts of the building regulations and bit, bits like that, really. So we, we knew from the start it wasn't going to be completed by September, which is why we put in place an alternative in sport, Andy Murray has lost his US Open quarterfinal against Novak Djokovic in four sets. And England beat Norway 1-0 in last night's friendly at Wembley with new captain Wayne Rooney scoring a second-half penalty. The weather, early mist and fog lifting to leave another dry day with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. I'll be here with the big phone-in, the day's top discussions and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Showcasing the very best of beds, hearts and bucks with great guests, loads of advice and the music you love. From 3. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From 7. Mark Forrest. Join me to find out the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Forests in the trail? This is becoming beyond the pale. Why don't, why don't I just go upstairs, people who make the trails, you can just punch me in the face repeatedly with a leather, a leather glove with studs on. Oh, kick me in the shins. Make me cry. Then, then do a wee-wee on me when I'm on wow. the floor. OK. It's not that bad. I think their, their reasoning is that you're already on the radio, so people are listening. Maybe there's a trail for you somewhere else in the system, on the Mark Forrest Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice one. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four minutes past seven. But despite the fact I slept not a jot last night, restless leg, headachey head, I'm here and I'm delivering the goods. <laughs> Don't even know what that means. Right. Coming up on the show, calls for more prison wardens at the Mount. Schools fail to keep Clegg's hot meals promise. And a think tank suggests that uh, a significant number of older people should pay national insurance and should have their benefits cut. Well, this keeps popping up from time to time. It's probably going to happen at some point. Isn't it about time that older people paid their way? 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a new block is set to open at the Mount Prison in Bovingdon next month, a move which could leave staff seriously outnumbered. That's according to an independent watchdog. The new building will see the prison population increase from 770 inmates to 1,028. But the independent monitoring board is concerned the jail won't have recruited enough prison officers in time. Well, Alan Tulsan is on the board and joins me now. Morning, Alan. Good morning. The prison service doesn't seem worried. Let me read you a little statement that we've had. Uh, HMP The Mount is appropriately staffed and safely run. Additional staff are being recruited ahead of a new wing opening later this year, which will ensure we continue to provide a safe and decent prison. Your response, sir? Well, I think that there will still be a safe and decent prison, but it will, there will be a major number of staff shortages. There have been a lot of staff shortages. When we put in our annual report in February, uh, there was a 20% shortage. There were 60 vacancies, <coughs> which meant that those positions had to be filled by, <coughs> by temporary staff or, or, or simply activities not being undertaken because there weren't staff to do it. Since then, they have, more staff have left. Um, prison staff are leaving the prison service because they're dissatisfied with their, their, their terms and conditions. And, and, and now with this new, new block about to open, though I don't suppose it will open in October, the whole program has been behind schedule, but it will open within a, within a matter of two or three months. And, and the, the number of staff short, we're short of is more. It's, it's, I think there are 90, 90, 90 positions that are being sought. So, so when, when the, the new block opens, that there will be 90 b- b- people short, is that what you're saying? Well, there will not be, there will be... They will have to find... Staff will have to cover doing overtime. There will be some agency staff coming in to do jobs. They will have to, somehow or another, provide the basic services. But you're, you're, you're looking at a, a recognised number that should be there in full-time positions... And, and, and they're going to be far short of that. And at a time when, when a new wing is being opened and, and, and when you basically need to... One thing you don't want is to be short of regular staff, they are going to be short of regular staff. Now, as part of uh, the, the, your board going uh, uh, to speak freely to the prisoners, what, what are the prisoners saying to you, Alan? Well, the prisoners are frustrated in many ways. I mean, there are, there are, there are various ways that, um, for instance... Um, they more prisoners are spending more time locked up in their cells than than uh, than, than they should be. I mean, now the the wider public may say, well, never mind that. If they're locked up in their cells, that's what they're there for. But in fact, in a well-run prison where you are trying to 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 uh, help prisoners to gradually be rehabilitated, you want them to have activities. You want them to be have purposeful activity during the day. You want them to have the possibility of training. You want them to um, uh, yes, to to just be gradually moving to a situation where they will eventually be released and be able to to um, avoid reoffending. You're not getting that because you're, you're basically the, the, the courses for prisoners to undertake are are, are, are there are not enough of them. There are not enough jobs for prisoners to do, and uh, they say prisoners are spending too much time locked up in their cells. How has it got to this stage, Alan? Well, I think um, it, it's all to do with the recession. And the cutbacks, and uh, and two or three years ago, when the government first started cutting the prison budget, I would say the first year it was good. Some inefficiencies were cut out. Then the second year, you get heavier cuts, and the service begins to to to, to falter. 
And then it carried on like that with cut after cut and year after year. And, and, and I think that we recognize that until the next general election has been held, no politician is going to stand up and say, I'm going to spend more money on the prisons. So basically we've got a period now until the next election is passed when basically the prison service is, is suffering. Prison, prison officers, respected prison officers are leaving. Their promotional prospects and their earnings are not, uh, not, not adequate. And when uh, prisoners are increasingly not, not um, being given activities, they're spending time locked up in their cells. And, uh, and we're not worried basically about outbreaks of violence. The, the Mount prison is, is mercifully free of any major instance of violence. There have been some, obviously, some, some scuffles and things, but uh, it is not inside a violent prison. But, but we, we are, as an independent monitoring board, we want the prison to be run according to certain recognised standards, and we feel that they're struggling to do this at the moment. Uh, and, and finally, Alan, you, your board—you can only make suggestions and recommendations. Is that right? You, yes, you, you can't—you can't enforce anything. No, we're not. In no way are we managing, or we don't have any. But we—we we, we have a good access to the governor, and he reasonably likes our comments because he sees where, to some extent, his ears and eyes. And we always have, every week, we have a prison, one of our members is, is, is roving around the prison. He has access or she has access to go anywhere, talk to prisoners, and, and, and we report every week. And also prisoners have the right to make applications to come and see us. Um, but we, we are just monitors, and, if we, uh, and, 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 and we report what we see. We, see it as, as we, we say it as we see it. Alan, I appreciate your time and your thoughts this morning. Thank you very much indeed. That's Alan Toulsand from the Independent Monitoring Board. Your thoughts, please. He's right. Loads of you, loads of you, because I know you've called in before, will be going, well, yes, so they're locked up, so what? Ah, they don't get to go and play chess. They don't get, don't get to go and do woodwork. So what? Tough. Well, uh, yeah, it's the uh, the um, 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 rehabilitation versus versus punishment argument, and you've got to give them something to do, haven't you? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. James is in High Wycombe. Good morning, James. Good morning. I believe you've called in about this story, suggesting yes. that um, maybe some uh, some uh, pensioners axe benefits for well-off OAPs to fund care systems, says the Daily Mail. Yeah. What I have to say, uh, I came here in 1960, and I work all the overtime under the sun. And in the last few years, I had to pay as I earn. I take out a private pension, and every time I get a state pension rise, they take more from the private pension. There is people came here, pension age, who's getting house benefit, getting everything, so why should we, who paid in all this set of money into the system, lose out? Who, who are these people of, of pensionable age that are coming here and getting house benefits and things? There, there's thousands of it, people here. Uh, how, how, here. Many, how many and where are they from? Well, from all over the world. Right. And how many are there? Well, I, I am not a statistic. I don't know really how many numbers. But I know in the area where I live, there's lots of people from a pension age. And it's getting pension. And how do you, have you, uh, you've asked them, have you? Well, I don't ask them. I know they're getting it. You see them with bus passes on the buses. Okay, but so you, you and you know that they've just arrived in the country at pensionable age, and it, they've got their bus pass. It's not just arrived there. Some just come, and some came okay. here a long time ago. How, how do you? Well, you came here a long time ago. Well, I work. Well, how do you know they? How do you know they don't or didn't? 
Well, I live in this. I live here in High Wycombe from 1960. They, they might, but James, they might be thinking the same thing about you. Look at that fella over there. He's 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 come from abroad. He's got his pension. I bet he's never worked. No, no uh, everybody knew I worked because I well, worked. Not, in... not everybody knows that well, you work. You are not here, but the people here knew that I work. Do you I go around to... in a donkey jacket and a hard hat? I used to work. I used <laughs> Is that to work. How they know? <laughs> I used to work, and I used to make argument to get overtime to work. I, I, well, I, and I'm sure you did. I, and I'm not knocking you, James. I bet you were a flipping hard worker. But 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 you don't know that these people you're looking at. You don't know that they're not hard workers. But, but I knew. I am telling you, I knew people who just gave me pension age. So if you've worked so hard all your life, yeah. over time, you must have you must have a few quid in the bank, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to own it on the television. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm radio. Going to read you. I don't need to know how much, but you must have a few quid in the bank. Yes, I got to pay. All, I got to pay all my uh, all my studs. I got to pay my council tax, the full work of yeah. it, and everything else. Yeah. Okay. So if you've got a few quid in the bank, yeah. you shouldn't get the heating allowance, should you? That should go to someone who needs it. Well, what about the people who never work? How they should um, get... You should pay... We can't let them freeze. They are free, isn't it? What? The people who never work, who could have worked and never worked, they are getting it free. Yeah, but we can't let the... But if they're old, we can't let them freeze just because they're a bit lazy. <laughs> Can we? Is that what you're saying? We should let old lazy people freeze? <laughs> yes. Because there is Gosh. people I know could have worked and never did. OK, James, let's, thank you very much. Let's put that out there. Wow, tough love from James. For <laughs> fair play, he's worked hard all his life. I don't think I've ever said the phrase donkey jacket before. Well, well done. Thank you. Um, James there suggesting that old lazy people should freeze to death, uh, but hardworking people like him should reap the benefits. That's the wrong way round. That's not how the system should work. That's the wrong way round. No, but it does feel a bit smelly, doesn't it, when you've saved up, and just because you've saved up, people think, oh, he's loaded, we won't help him anymore. I do like this, this, this assumption that, that lots of people make. I probably make them as well to a certain extent. Uh, that, oh, look, they've just come over. I don't, I don't make these assumptions. They've just come over and they've, 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 only, they've just got their free house and they, their free bus pass and they've never worked. How do, you, how do you know if you're just looking at people on the bus? You don't know what they're... they're, they're we all make up stories about them. But we don't know their life history, what they've done or where they've come from or how hard or how little work they've done. I mean, I know for a fact that you do very little work, but that's because I, I, I sit next to you every day. Because you open my microphone and I have to sit here and not do this. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Benefits should be cut for wealthier pensioners. And James says that lazy old people, well, they should be just left to freeze. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton Airport Way at the moment, there's a lane closed for some roadworks that are taking place at Vauxhall Way. So do expect some delays there. The M1 Luton Spur building up a bit between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks are continuing. On the sensors, the M25 heading anti-clockwise starting to look quite slow between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. Also anti-clockwise heavy between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Take a look in Watford Exchange Road looking a little bit busy just around Upton Road and so far on the trains everything's looking good across the three counties no reported problems or delays Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio Nicola thank you very much indeed 7.17 it is Wednesday the 4th of September I'm Ian Lee these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio 
Police in Buckinghamshire have charged eight men in connection with alleged child sexual exploitation in Aylesbury. It follows police raids in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham on Tuesday morning. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children hot meals when term starts today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Lots to discuss. Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the biggest opinions. I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because... Children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real life experience. Don't be patronising. Excuse me, I'm talking, sorry. There's two words here. Common sense. When away, pet hate I feel really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. We're talking, um, we sent Justin out on this story in a few of the papers that it's a think tank, so don't start panicking. Don't start panicking. But it's an idea that keeps popping up with increasing regularity before i remember it used to be like once every year then once every i would say it's about once every three months now acts benefits for well-off oaps to fund care system benefits for well-off pensioners should be axed to pay for radical reform of england's broken care system they should be stripped of free prescriptions free tv license and the winter fuel allowance to free up billions of pounds to fund long-term care for an aging population Then it goes through the figures. Reduce prescription charges and limit exemptions. That'll raise a billion pounds a year. Limit free TV licences and winter fuel payments. £1.4 billion a year. Increase national insurance for people over 40 by 1%. That's £2 billion. So there is a, a, a lot of money to be raised from this. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? If you think honestly, if you've got a few quid in your bank, when your winter fuel allowance comes through, what is it? Is it? Is it? I, I, for some reason, I have the figure of one hundred and fifty pounds in my head. I maybe I may have completely made that up. Do let me know. Do you really? Do you really spend it on fuel? Now I know some of you will, and you would probably still get the winter fuel allowance, but. There'll be some of you who, who don't, who spend it on gifts for the grandkids or who spend it on, you know, I don't know, a blue rinse. I don't know, but you don't spend it on the fuel. By the way, do, do people still get blue rinses? What was that all about? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. I'm not saying we axe everything for everybody, but, 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 but the, the questions have to be asked, don't they? Uh, and the answer would be, well, you can't just be rewarded just for living a long time, particularly as more and more of us are living longer and longer. So we need to rethink the way that benefits are dished out to older people. Don't we? Makes perfect sense, doesn't it, Dave? Does it? Yeah, of course it does. If you think about yeah. it logically. Yeah. What's going on here? I can hear noises on my truck. 
Yeah, that's that's my voice when I talk to you. Oh, is it? Yes, hello. <laughs> Terrible noise, but anyhow. Yes, that, that might be your voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, on the news this morning, it says pe- elderly people may have their benefits reduced. That's what I've just been uh, setting up, yes. Yeah. I was just setting that up before we went into your phone call, so we didn't need to do that, but go on. Uh, um, to pay for their care. The next part of the news is there's not enough prison staff to give the care to prisoners in prison. He's he's weaving these two stories together. Go on. Yes, yeah. Well, we'll lock them all up for 24 hours because if pensioners, elderly people, are going to be reduced their pensions... You you want to lock the pensioners up for 24 hours, Dave? That's insane. No, 24 hours of prisoners. Lock them up. Why? Because if these elderly people are going to lose their benefits, they're going to stay indoors for 24 hours, aren't they? But we're not, we're not Iran, Dave. We don't, we don't, <laughs> sorry? We don't, sorry. we don't, why, why would you want to do that to prisoners? Well, because if there's not enough staff there to look after them and give them care, it's hard luck, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. The, and, and, and let me d- um, d- deconstruct your rather poor argument, Dave, right? No, no, poor. It's, no, ter- it's terrible. It's terrible. It's ill-thought-out, ill-conceived, and um, uh, fr- frankly appalling. I'll tell you why. No, it's not. Well, let me tell you why, Dave. Are you, you're giving support for the prisoners and the, then the victims? No, I've not, no, I've not, I've not even mentioned victims. But what, uh, victims are actually, all, uh, I hate to say this, guys, they're actually irrelevant from this argument. Let me tell you why your argument is wrong, Dave. Why? I'll tell you. If you get some people who, for whatever reason, have turned to crime, mm-hmm. okay, because they don't see another way out, maybe they can't read, maybe they're mentally ill, maybe uh, they, uh, uh, they've just been brought up badly, maybe they are just thoroughly unpleasant people. Right, they couldn't get help before they commit a crime. Right, well, not everyone, not everyone has an option. So, oh, well, if you, do. maybe they're resentful against society, right? So if you lock them up for 24 hours, what's going to happen? I'll tell you. They'll get angrier, they'll get more resentful, they'll, be, uh, they'll probably turn to drugs, they'll possibly turn to drugs, they will uh, hate society more, they will see, uh, uh, if th- there may have been a, a tiny little beam of light at the end of the tunnel, that light will be switched off and they will see no other way out. Whereas, whereas... If hard you, luck to them, isn't it? Well, it's, no, it's not. It's hard luck to you if you're one of those people that gets, gets robbed when they come out. Whereas, if you educate them, if you feed them well, if you exercise oh. them, if you train God. them, if you train them in skills, do you know what? There is a stronger chance they might come out of prison and not commit crimes. They might uh, become a responsible and productive member of society, which is what right. we all want, isn't it? Well, the elderly are going to have their benefits cut. Where they? What they going to do? What they going to do? Stay indoors? No, but this this would only be for those people. There's there's, there's no connection. I thought you'd been quite clever connecting the two stories. Turns out there's no connection. Uh, Dave, uh, listen, I've got to move on because yes. we, we've got a guest lined up. But I appreciate your call. Is it um, is it Matt? All right. No, it's not. It's Ian Lee. Good morning. Now, almost a third of primary schools in Buckinghamshire won't be able to keep the government's promise of a free hot meal for under-sevens this term. 48 schools will be providing packed lunches instead as their kitchens just aren't ready. While others, like St Mary's and Haddenham, have brought in outside caterers to make sure children get hot meals while they get their facilities up to scratch. Uh, well, on the line to explain more is Sue Imbriana, who's the Strategic Director for Children and Young People on Bucks County Council. Morning again, Sue. Good morning, Ian. Well, th- th- this this uh, problem, 48 schools in, in the county, why has this problem arisen? 
Well, this problem's arisen in really for two reasons, and that's the funding that's been made available to authority and the time scale. So if I just briefly mention the funding, yeah. we've been allocated of the order of $1.3 million for this initiative, but it didn't take any account of where we were starting from. So... million for the whole county? Yes, for the whole county. Now, in 1985, Bucks stopped providing school meals, and as you might expect at that time, kitchens and dining facilities in schools were converted to things like IT rooms, additional classrooms. So if the solution were to put those facilities back into all schools that currently don't have them, our estimate is it would have cost us well over £7 million to do that. Secondly, in terms of timescale... Even if we had the funding to get those facilities built would have been a significant challenge. So what we've had to do is work with schools to find some alternative solutions. And as you've already mentioned, some schools have found their own solutions. Mm. We already have a programme of 12 hub schools which provide meals to about 80 other primary schools and they will increase their capacity. But for those other schools that you've mentioned, we're establishing what we call a creative kitchen, which will provide up to about 5,000 hot meals a day. This is the super hub, is it? It is indeed, Ian. And, yes. and, and where, where, where are you with that? What's, what's the planning right. with that? We, we are almost finished in terms of the contract being signed, and the supplier is working with us and with schools currently. They'll be located locally in Buckinghamshire. But what's really exciting about this is that it won't just be a kitchen providing meals. We're taking the opportunity to educate more widely both young people and their families. So it will provide a training kitchen for cookery lessons, parent workshops, and it will sponsor allotment. So it's a really exciting initiative. Uh, You didn't have long at all, did you, to to, to set this up? Was it uh, naive of Nick Clegg to, to try and push this through so quickly? I think the initiative is absolutely right. I mean, all the research shows that young people benefit from a midday meal that's warm. It helps their concentration, helps their achievement. So it's absolutely right. It has been a challenge for us, uh, but we will rise to that challenge. We're absolutely confident that those young people who will be having the packed lunch, and it will be a very nutritious packed lunch, will be provided with that hot meal. Our aim is half term or earlier if we can get it. I, I, don't, I, I was a packed lunch boy when I was at school, and I'm, I'm surprised that packed lunches are getting such a bad press. I did all right with them. And I think it's absolutely for parents and young people to make that choice. This isn't something that everyone has to take up. Mm. If it's better for the parents and, and the young people prefer the packed lunch, that's fine. Oh, so parents have the option to, to opt their kids out of it, do yes. they? OK, I didn't realise that. OK. Uh, Sue, well, listen, best of luck. Is there a penalty for not being ready in time? Well, it's something that I know a number of us have explored um, with the Department for Education. Uh, and at the moment, we're not aware that there is. Okay. We have been saying on behalf of schools, this is a challenge. We've got some interim arrangements, but we will provide what we need to provide as soon as possible. OK, so, well, good luck. Let's, let us know how that super hub goes. Super hub. That's a good word, isn't it? And, uh, uh, Sue Embriano, Strategic Director for Children and Young People at Bucks County Council. I, I, part of me, I don't know about you, Kath, part of me, were you a hot dinners girl? Yeah, hot dinners. Because I was, I always, I got the hot dinners in in the last couple of years at sixth form. But part of me feels a bit um, uh, uh, protective of packed lunches. Oh, really? I kind of went the other way. It depends what your mates were having. That's what you pushed your mum to give you. Yeah, but with the packed lunch, you could eat it at a break time. I was quite bad with my packed lunch, but I was older. and. Uh, Why, were you trading it? Well, I was pulling bits out and chucking it and, oh. sw- yeah, swapping bits. I, li- I like a good packed lunch. You have a, a cheese, sam- cheese and mayonnaise sandwich, 
uh, yogurt, Samey, an apple, Samey. and then a little treat. My daughter, my daughter's Wagon school wheel, yeah. um, allow you to opt in, so the kids have got wise to the fact that on a Thursday you get a roast, and on a Friday you'll oh, get pizza no. and chips, and so they no. opt into certain dinners. No, 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 no. A roast on any other day apart from a Sunday is is unholy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't taste right. Well, they manage it. Well, no, they shouldn't. In fact, you should you should pull her out of uh, roast Thursday because it honestly it doesn't work. So, no, you're gonna My mum used to do a roast on a Wednesday. That is just so messed up. Yeah, but give you something to look forward to on Hump Day. Hump Day. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking rather slow on the speed sensors at the moment, between Junction 11 Dunstable Road and Junction 7 for Hamel Hempstead. The A5's looking heavy as well, between Dunstable and Lynch Hill. The A1M starting to build up, heading southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and Junction 7. And take a look at the M25, very slow moving at the moment, between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. The Barnet Bypass on camera looking heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And just Checking on the departure boards across the three counties on the trains. Everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police in Buckinghamshire have charged eight men in connection with alleged child sexual exploitation in Aylesbury. It follows police raids in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham on Tuesday morning. All eight men, aged between 28 and 45, will appear at Milton Keynes Magistrates Court today. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children hot meals when term starts today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray has lost his US Open quarter-final against Novak Djokovic in New York. And Novak Djokovic on the brink of knocking Murray out of the US Open at the quarter-final stage. Big backhand return down the centre by Djokovic and into the net, Murray! It was a gallant fight from the British number one. But after three hours and 33 minutes, he eventually succumbs to the Wimbledon champion who wins through in four sets, 7-6, 6-7, 6-2, 6-4. Earlier, Kai Nishikori became the first Japanese man to reach a Grand Slam semi-final in 81 years after beating Stan Wawrinka in five sets. England beat Norway 1-0 in last night's friendly with new captain Wayne Rooney scoring a second-half penalty. The 40,000 crowd was England's lowest at the new Wembley. Manager Roy Hodgson says the match served its purpose. You know that Norway are going to make life difficult for you. You know that Norway a tough team to play against we wanted a clean sheet we got that we wanted to see players playing with energy enthusiasm we wanted tempo in the passing play all of those things that I wanted I think I saw and one or two players come away from the game obviously feeling very happy having had good performances and people like John Stones Callum Chambers Fabian Dell Raheem of course has only played a handful of games they've got to be very happy with this game tonight Elsewhere, Watford striker Matej Vidra played the first half as the Czech Republic lost 1-0 at home to the USA and in a rerun of this summer's World Cup final, Argentina beat Germany 4-2. New Manchester United signing Angel Di Maria set up three of Argentina's goals and scored the other. And in cricket, England clinched the Women's 2020 International Series, beating South Africa by 42 runs at Northampton last night. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 8. 
Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. What were you banging on about, Kels? Um, so I'm putting the... As Catherine strangles herself with no, her headphones. No, I'm not. It's pulling my hair out. Oh, oh, weave. I'm putting the benefits question on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've found a picture of you. Yes. And I've put you through an age booth to what? see what you look like in 2048. Oh, is it up on there now? I'm about to put it on there oh, now. Oh, mate, really? It's not good. Yeah, you look really upset. Who's coughing? Who's that? J-Dog. <laughs> oh dear! Where oh dear. is he? J Dog. Hey, morning, boss. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you need to pack those growlers in, fella. It's a bit foggy out here this morning. It's making me cough. It's not the fog, it mate. Is. It's foggy in your lungs. Uh, uh, there you go. Just clearing my throat before we go on air to broadcast. We're not on air, are we? Yeah, yeah. This is the radio. Oh, really? No, this is a Sorry. rehearsal. We'll do the real show at nine, guys. <laughs> uh, Ke- Kelly has aged me in a photograph. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, really? Not just like <laughs> you look this morning, then, yeah? That's fighting talk where I come from. No, you look very nice. Hey, um, by the way... Yes, Bob? Stop sending messages from Matt Lockwood's computer, mate. What? Yeah, you know. I'm busy working. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You've been not busy hey, working listen. in this light. Yes, go on. Tim Wheeler walks in the building this morning. He works on the uh, JBS show, and uh, he said to me, excellent question about the whales. Has anybody phoned in yet about whale royalties? What, James whale royalties? No, no, real He gets whales. them from Bross. No. <laughs> yeah, we've heard from Michaela Strachan. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Morris and the fellow with the uh, with the funny teeth. Put the, no, we ha- we've had no feedback on it. Just put the question out there again, please. It's a genuine question. Um, you came into work this morning, Ian. You said you had a bit of a headache, so yep. I gave you a massage, which he was very impressed with, by the way. Very sensual, ladies. Now, yeah. Get in there. Now, normally when people go for a massage, they have these bizarre whale sounds in the background to try and relax you. Yeah, a bit like that. Who gets paid for that? Who gets the royalties on that? If any artist went into a studio, or any artist was recorded, <laughs> and their music was sold, they would get money. So, who gets the money? Do the whales get the money? It's a genuine question. <laughs> That's actually a monkey, I think. Snake! Um, so what was the question? Sorry, Justin, we were so, I was so impressed with yes. Kelly Betts Dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Whale royalties. Yeah. If a whale gets recorded and their music gets put onto a CD, who gets paid for that? Are you serious, I'm mate? I'm being serious. Who gets paid for that? Yeah, but he actually thinks... Well, there are two worrying uh, issues here. One, he thinks these things. Mm. Two, he then says these things out loud. Three, he says them on the radio. Yeah. Justin, People um, with me. if, for example, the whale got paid, what do you think they'd spend it on? <laughs> It'll go into a whale fund. And then what, would the whale get it? Delicious fish. Are you picturing a whale in Sainsbury's? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Plenty of those in my local Sainsbury's. Oh, Ooh, Justin. Sorry, sorry. Now, we've sent you... Well, let, 08459 455 555 if anybody... You right, Kath? You, you laughing at Justin's... Uh, He's a cheeky boy. Isn't he, Just? Now... Older people, axe benefits for well-off OAPs to fund care system is the uh, headline. National insurance should be increased for older people. They should pay it. They're exempt, I think, at the moment. Um, and it's the usual thing, free TV licences, bus passes, heating allowance. For those people who are wealthy enough, they should be scrapped. To, because we're all living longer, Justin. We are, but then again, you know my views on this. Um, I think if you've paid into the system all of your life, whether you're well-off or not, um, that's a reward for giving something to this country. Forget the fact that you're right, wealthy, well, hang on, we you, spoke you to, still deserve those. We spoke to, was it James earlier on we spoke to, who ha- has worked hard all of his life, and he sees people who come over here or, or lay people mm. who've never worked all their life and they get he was saying they're the ones that shouldn't get the heating allowance
roads. They're yeah. the ones that shouldn't get the free bus pass because they haven't paid into the system. I mean, I think he said that he wanted people to freeze. If people are freezing, well, it's just tough luck. But but it does send out the wrong message for me. It says to me that, that if you haven't worked that hard all of your life, well, don't worry, we'll look after you. But if you have done well for yourself and you've given lots of money to this country, um, we're going to penalise you when you get to a certain age. The, the, the winter fuel allowance is anything between 100 and 300 pounds. Now, if people spend that on fuel or if they spend it on presents, who really cares? At the end of the well, day, they, <laughs> no, hang on, oh, they've mate. earned that. They've earned that no, money. They, they deserve that. No, they don't. You don't. You can't just. You can't have a benefit system based on on, on the fact that you've lived a long time. That's insane. Bah. My <sighs> in-laws use their money, their, their heating allowance, to, to buy presents for my kids. That's ridiculous. People always come up with the argument, don't they, about Alan Sugar? He doesn't need his winter fuel allowance. Well, how many millions upon millions of pounds has he given to this country in taxes? We're talking about 100 to 300 pounds going his way as a reward for doing that. Oh, in the grand mate. scheme of things, it is nothing. They deserve it. OK, yeah, I'm assuming you took it to the streets. Yeah, I've been asking people whether wealthy pensioners should get benefits and whether they deserve some of these freebies. Here's what people had to say. I honestly don't think they should. It just sounds greedy to me, to be honest. They should not be getting it if they are wealthy. It's basically a fact of life. Doesn't it send out a message, though? If you do well for yourself in this country, you're always going to get stitched up. Once you get to that age, you've put into the system all of your life, shouldn't you get something back for that, even if you are well off? If they have done well, obviously they might deserve it. But in my opinion, I would say that they shouldn't be getting it if they are wealthy. What what else can they do with the money? You You think it's greed, don't you? Yeah, I do. I think it's so greedy... I mean, there's not a lot of us in this country that actually earn that well, but yet they seem to have everything they want and they still want more money. It's called greediness in my book. Sorry, but it is. I don't think they should have them completely cut. I mean, they are in the system. They have been in the system for all their life, basically. I think maybe they should be basically sort of 50%. They still deserve it. I mean, they're still in the system. They've still done what they had to do. Um, Why should they be penalised for it? I think it's probably a good idea, because if they've got enough money in the first place, um, they don't really need any benefits, do they? So. Does it frustrate you that the, the people out there that have got lots of money still get these benefits? Can you not get your head around that sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do understand that. Yeah. I think the money should go to those people that need it. And uh, obviously, if they're wealthy, they don't need the money, don't they? So. What do you think, sir? Wealthy pensioners, that these benefits they get, should they be cut? I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't have had them in the first place, to me. It's not right. I don't know many wealthy pensioners anyway. It, it seems obvious, Justin. If you got the money, mm. you don't get the you don't get the benefit. Yeah. Benefits are benefits are there to give a helping hand to people who are down on their luck. Yeah. I mean, I'm going back to a slightly different example. When my granddad was alive, again, he worked all of his life. He had um, a good life when good he retired. Him. But um, if he had to go into a care home, he would have had to have sold his home to pay for that. Yet if somebody didn't have the money, yep. you'd get that service anyway. So I just think that, that in this country, I think it always sends out the wrong message. If you do well for yourself, you're yep. going to get pain And I know about because my mum had to sell her care home, mm. uh, to go in, uh, her home to go into a care home, and she's using all of her savings, and a fortune has gone 
one in the, the, the five years or whatever it is she, she's been it's in outrageous. there. outrageous. But she had a home to sell. Other people don't have her. She was fortunate, and it's frustrating, mm. uh, and I think a compromise could be reached on that, but other people didn't have homes to sell. Are you saying that those elderly or disabled people that, that, that don't have their own homes shouldn't be looked after? No, I'm saying they should be looked after, but I think, it, again, if somebody has, has had a, a decent living, um, has got lots of money in the bank, and they've got a property that they've paid for, you will be penalised. And if we're talking about going down this, this route with this, it's exactly the same. Yes, we're talking about something a lot smaller, TV licences, bus passes, um, yes, small amounts of money in the grand scheme of things, but sends out the wrong message. For me, it's a reward for putting something into this country over many, many years. Justin, thank you very much indeed. Andy's in Bedford. Morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. Your thoughts on this, boss? Well, I'm afraid I'm with you on this. All benefits for pensioners should be... Uh, it means tested. Justin's got it totally wrong. And his examples about these, these rich people, what, what about these rich footballers that make loads and loads of money and avoid paying their tax by getting their pay done through some offshore company? Are they, do they deserve to well, get I, the benefits? Andy, they I think get? Justin's still there. Have a chat with Just. Hello, Andy. Yeah, hello, Justin. Talking about rich footballers again. Yeah, I mean, all, all these people that avoid tax, not just footballers, I mean, I won't, I won't name names, but, I mean, there's mm-hmm. certain pe- these people, you know, they pay the, the, the minimum amount of tax by the, the fact that they've got the wealth, and they avoid paying it. Well, everyday yeah. people that go out and, and work... And, and pay their PAYE. You don't have any chance. They don't have any chance of paying just fifteen percent, th- a third of what they would pay. So Again, I mean, Andy, you're, it's, you're absolutely in the wrong, Justin. I'm afraid. To- I'm very annoyed with you this morning. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's a, t- it's a talking point that, that Ian and I um, often talk about on the radio. Actually, uh, when it comes to footballers, I think uh, a lot of footballers, yes, get paid a lot of money. I think us as a nation, we are very, very jealous of that um, because they are earning such vast amounts of money, but they have got short careers. And Andy, you're honestly telling me. If you were earning, let's just say, £150,000 a week, you wouldn't do what you could do legally not to pay the full amount of tax. You're honestly telling me you wouldn't do that. Of course you would. Uh, unless you're in that situation and you have to you make that, that no, I wouldn't. Would no, I would, I would pay my tax because I expect the same the same rewards. I mean, there was that pop singer, or again, I won't name. She's made millions of pounds, and and, and she was moaning about her tax bill. Uh, I mean, the, the the thing I that I saw an article about in the paper. Well, perhaps if she doesn't want to pay her tax bill, okay, say to her, don't pay your tax bill. But also say to her, all the people that make her wealthy, the people that attend her concerts and pay for her wealth and mm. buy her records, yep. perhaps they shouldn't have the facilities like when they fall ill, National Health Service should say, no, sorry, no, no, you can't, you can't have any treatment, sorry, pay, pay to go private. I don't get people's beef with it. Ian, we've spoken about this before, about people that, that earn vast amounts of money. If they are not doing anything illegal, and yes, they're paying a bit less tax, what's the problem? Anybody in their shoes surely would do exactly the same thing. It's yeah, a jealousy but, uh, thing. It may not be illegal, Justin, but it, it, is, it is totally immoral. Is it? Yes, because they're, they're, they, they expect to get the same benefits, but they're not paying in, in their fair share of the whack. Make why it should illegal, they pay, If you make it illegal, then tax? there's no argument, is there? Why should they pay tax at a third? Just because they've got the money to employ accountants, mm. why should they pay tax to, to someone that does a hard day's work, like I used to do, 12-hour shifts, 
you know, on, on a building site, when they're sitting in a, in a blooming comfortable TV studio earning, earning their millions yeah, for doing hardly anything. goes back to jealousy. Every single person listening to this programme right now who has an accountant who pays tax every single year, they won't be going to their accountant and saying, right, OK, I've got no receipts at all, let me pay the full whack. They're going to do what they can. Yes, on a smaller basis, but on they're going to do what they can. Basis, they're going to do what yeah, they can not to pay the least amount. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. If you're on PAYE, Justin, you're working for a company, you can't say to them, oh, no, I don't want to be on PAYE now. Can I mm. arrange for my, my pay to be paid for a Jersey company so I only pay 15% tax? Gen- They're laughing your face. Andy, Andy, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Justin, I think you were pwned there, mate. <laughs> I don't think I was. Uh, Ian, you know it all comes back to jealousy. Anybody uh, who was earning those amounts of money... I'll tell uh, you. No, OK. Anybody who was earning G- those amounts of money, and we all wish we were earning right. those amounts Justin. of money, would do what they can to pay the least amount of Just, tax. Andy, you got, you got, go on. You got, Justin does this every day. You've got 20 seconds to finish, Andy. Go on. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're totally wrong, Justin. I, I've agreed with a lot of things over the years, but on this one, I'm totally against you, and I think you're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, gentlemen. That was sparky, wasn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, rather slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 7 at Hemel Hempstead. The A1M is also looking quite heavy at the moment between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M25 heading clockwise, rather heavy moving through the roadworks area around Junction 25 for Enfield. Also heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 itself is queuing heading northbound from the A40 at the Denham roundabout to the M. 25. So far on the trains, everything's looking good. No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 7.46, it's Thursday the 4th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight men are due to appear in court in Milton Keynes this morning, charged with child sex abuse in Buckinghamshire over a seven-year period. The men were arrested in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children free hot meals when term starts today. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a little cloudy in some spots first thing this morning. Elsewhere, it's already starting to brighten up. But we should all start to see uh, sunny spells fairly soon and certainly by this afternoon. And we've got light winds with temperatures up to about 21 degrees Celsius. Uh, so pretty pretty pleasant today. And tonight, fairly cloudy with clear spells. Probably some more of that mist developing. We might even have one or two patches of dense fog in the night with lows of 14 degrees. So tomorrow, after a potentially misty start to the day, we've got a bit more in the way of cloud generally, although some of us should enjoy some sunny spells as well, with temperatures up to 19 degrees, so a touch cooler than it is today. Now, Saturday, mm, fairly dry, apart from some patchy light rain in the middle of the day. Uh, Sunday, though, is looking quite reasonable, fair amount of cloud around, and it will be a bit cooler as well, as we've got some cold air coming in. Uh, But next week is looking very settled for much of the week, in fact, with sunshine increasing as we head towards the middle of the week. That's your latest forecast. The BBC asks thousands of questions every day. Is rocket science easier than you think? No. Would we starve without honeybees? No. And how did so many soldiers survive the trenches? Don't know. But what if we want to know more? Google. BBC I Wonder. 
asks intriguing questions and, and reveals thought-provoking answers. By Google. As one question is answered, another is raised. Oh, like a quiz. The discoveries are endless. BBC I Wonder. Go to bbc.co.uk slash I Wonder. Mm, I Wonder. Google. Do you know that uh, Microsoft has a search engine of its very own called Bing? Bing. Uh, and do you know what the most searched thing on Bing is? Do you, you know the answers, don't you, Kelly? The most searched thing on the Microsoft search engine Bing is... Google! Hey! Isn't that silly, guys? Silly. Isn't that silly? Silly. Silly. Do you think they type in, what can I search on Google? Yeah. Have you ever typed in just part of the question, like, what if you... And then a series of things will come up of what people have typed before you, starting with that. No, I've never done that. Oh, you there are some things you can you type really on there, should. like wonky screen or something, and the screen goes wonky. It's yeah. not actually wonky screen. Google is, is nuts, man. Do you remember Yahoo? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Ask Jeeves? <laughs> What's they tr- he doing now? Well, because then they, they got rid of the butler, yeah. and they just became Ask, and then they brought the butler back about a couple of years ago. Ask no one No one cares. Jeeves. No one's asking Jeeves. No one's asking because Jeeves's answers were rubbish. They were rubbish. I've gone into Ask Jeeves and I'm going to type in Google. That was a go- that was a search engine. That'll teach him. That was a search engine for people who didn't understand how search engines worked, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, go, go to Google. We're reminiscing about the old days of the internet. I know. Isn't that insane? It's like we're the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly doesn't know who they are. I know the Jetsons. Go on. They're the cartoons. Michael, Rival- Je- Michael Jetson, Rivalry Toto. With the Flintstones. Yeah, but they're futuristic Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that was fun. Shall we done? We finished, guys. Any more for that? Yeah, we've done old cartoons. Let's move on. Lovely. Okay, let's move on to Tracy and Elstree. Morning, Tracy. Morning. How is Elstree this morning? Wonderful, I hope. Uh, a little bit foggy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's foggy today. It's winter now, Tracy. It's, it's nearly Christmas. Oh, no. I know. I hope you've done your Christmas shopping. Started. No, neither have I. What have you got for us, Tracy? What would you like to say? Well, Justin Shelley, inflammatory, really, isn't he? Poor footballers have got a short career. Well, how about planning a bit better with all that money they're earning? What a r- ridiculously sensible suggestion to make. This, and the, the, I know there aren't many footballers that earn the, the big bucks, but there was a story this week of a football player who's earning over £300,000 a week, Tracy. Absolutely outrageous. And I, 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 listen, I'm kind of all for people, you know, earning what they can. But £300,000 a week, that is actually obscene. And I think, I think it's immoral, isn't it? I think it is. It's a game of football. There's 22 men standing on a field with a bag of air. um, And they're earning that sort of money. I just... I don't get it at all. Where do we go so so screwy, Tracy? Where where did we get to? What, what point in our history? And I've often thought about this question. I, I can't. Work, at what point in our history did it change that instead of respecting, like I don't know, teachers and nurses and people and people of firemen and women, that we started paying more respect to um, footballers and pop singers and actresses and people who get their boobs out on television? Where, where, when did we kind of fork to the right instead of to the left? Honestly, don't know, but I wish I did. It, it, the whole thing has got, like, say, completely tilted. Uh, the footballers, I, I just don't see the justification for that sort of money. It's not just one man. You've got a team. How many? T- how many in one team might be earning that? 
Tracy, listen, thank you very much indeed. This, this, this is opening. We started this off talking about older people and, and their benefits being cut, but this is, as I, I love it when it does this, it's branching off into different things. There was a footballer last week, this mm. week, last week, £300,000 a week. A week. Now, uh, for scoring goals, sometimes not scoring them. I get paid pretty well for sitting on my backside talking rubbish for a few hours a day, and, I, and I'm aware of that. I'm aware. And part of me thinks, uh, um, well, you know what? I had years and years of not working and signing on and getting loans from my mum and stuff, and I kind of, I, I took that gamble, and Touchwood so far, it's paid off. There's part of that, but three hundred thousand pounds is it, that's that's a really nice house a week. That, that that's you know if you if you budgeted well, that's a couple of nice houses a week. That is immoral, I think. I think that is just so obscene that, that there is no justification. If anyone can justify that, 08459 555 Got loads of texts on this. Go on. Um, this one's from Chris in Milton Keynes. I'd like to think, although I accept that all uh, as wealth breeds corruption, it may be impossible to know, that if I was earning the vast amount of money that a footballer earns, I would be more than happy to pay my fair share on that amount. I think I'd be just as happy to be earning that amount as the amount I'd be getting after tax would be vastly more than I'm, u- that I'm useful. Maybe I'm just one of the last of a dime breed of socialists though that's Chris and Milton Keynes but I, I kind of just to interrupt for us I kind of do buy Justin's but I have an accountant who um, we don't I'm not investing in any dodgy offshore schemes but I do uh, you know I, I employ you take my, his advice I employ my accountant so that I pay uh, as, as less tax as possible I'm still paying significant tax I'm not dodging anything I'm still paying a responsible amount and he won't let me do anything dodgy I've asked um, but but when you're when you're earning three hundred grand a week, of course you 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 hire a really expensive accountant to cut as many corners as is as is legally possible. Ben in Buckingham, no wonder some younger middle-aged people stay on benefits when they reach old age. They'll hear the rich OAPs will get them cut, which is why they want to stay on them, Ben Buckingham. Uh, Helen in Milton Keynes, the Duke of Edinburgh did not want to take his state pension, but was told it would cost more to stop the payments than to continue, so he's donated it to charity. I think many wealthy pensioners do that with money they don't need. What's the proposed income level? If you're just over the threshold and lose benefits, you could become impoverished. So we've got that. We're talking about the the uh, pensioners and their benefits. Also, if anyone can justify, am I right? Three hundred thousand pounds a week is immoral, isn't it? Isn't it? I, I don't I don't know why I think that, but it feels like it. We can talk about that as well. But also, I I, I cannot work out for the life of me when in our history we got it so wrong that we uh, respect um, airheads with fake boobs and pay them more money, and footballers are as thick as anything, and they they do, they work for ninety minutes a week. We pay them more money and respect. Than like a nurse who has to wipe an old woman's backside. Well, I think your next guest will throw this into stark contrast. Well, well, you're absolutely right, Catherine. Well done. Yes, this this story kind of breathes a little reality uh, into this this fantasy world that we're talking about. Last week we uh, caught up with Jill Thompson who is asking the government to rethink its recent benefit cuts following the death of her brother, which she links directly to the changes. Her brother, uh, David, was diabetic, died from a lack of insulin 18 days after his job seeker's allowance was suspended in July last year. Uh, what's the connection? Well, he couldn't afford to eat properly and he couldn't afford the electricity to get his fridge to work to keep his medicine cool. Well, Jill launched a petition. It had thousands of signatures. Uh, and uh, Jill joins us now. Morning, Jill. Morning. I've got that right, haven't I? That, that, that's your, your, your link between the benefits was when, uh, sadly, your brother died last year, there was no food in the fridge, and also the fridge was off and he, he couldn't keep the insulin cool. Yes, I mean, and um, it was related to his diabetes. Also, that he'd worked for 29 years of his life. He had, he had worked, he'd been five years in the army, 
and I just couldn't understand it how someone could die like that. And this wasn't so. And again, and I hope this doesn't sound disrespectful to you, brother. He, he wasn't some slacker who'd been, you know, who, who hadn't worked a day's day's work in his life. He was a hard worker who just just fallen in. Just had a little run of bad luck, hadn't he? Really? Yeah, and he was looking for work. Uh, I've actually, I went to the flat afterwards, and there were CVs, piles of CVs that would have been just by his body. He'd actually been not, he'd been going to meetings. He, he missed one. He um, and he had been meetings. He'd even been on voluntary placements as well. Mm. He'd done a he'd done a computer course. He was doing everything he could to, to to try and get himself back, you know, back up to scratch. This petition yeah. that you've had, how many signatures have you got on there now? I'm just short of two hundred thousand. Blimey. That's amazing, because and that's going up really quickly, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is going up, and I, I would like more. I, I would just like, you know, the people that have, haven't signed, you know, perhaps to read it and sign, and also anyone that has any stories to actually, if they feel they can, write in their stories, mm. because I do read the stories, and my brother isn't the only one that died this, this lady lost her diabetic son because his DLA was stopped. She also has a mother son that she worries about. Uh, people have been sanctioned for being five, five minutes late for appointments. People with cancer have been sanctioned. Mm. People, vulnerable people, people with autism and Down syndrome. Jill, before we let you go, we'll, we'll just get people who have a chance to go and get a pen or something, so they can, we'll, yes. we'll give out the, the web address in a bit, but you're going to be in Stevenage today, aren't you? Whereabouts are you going to be and why are you there? Uh, Stevenage was where my brother, me and my brother were brought up. We lived, well, I left quite young, but they, he lived there for most of his life. And um, I'm going to be in the Stevenage Town Centre with, with copies of my petition, because uh, this is where it all happened. So, and, so um, people can come along today and, and they can have yeah. a chat and they can tell you their stories if they if they feel up to it and and they can yeah. also sign the petition. Now, the 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 the, the, the problem in inverted commas is this isn't a, one of those Downing Street e petitions, is it? Which, which if you no. get a hundred thousand signatures on one of those, that triggers a debate in Parliament. So, yeah. w- w- what are you hoping to do with this, Jill? Um, I am talking to people, working with people about it, and I will get there. I mean, if. I have nearly 200,000 signatures now. Surely, the more I get, they can't ignore me, even if, even if I have to go there myself. And I have people who have been following this that will come with me to, to present this. So I'm working hard to try and get this sorted, and I, I'm in contact with people all the time. Well, Jill, if you do go down to Downing Street or Parliament or anything, I'm, I'm, I'm volu- I think I'm speaking on behalf of Kath. You, Kath, you could go down I'll there. I'll go. We'll, we'll send someone with you. We'll, we'll go down there. Probably, maybe Kath will come down. And, uh, she's, she's good because she buys coffee. Uh, Jill, <laughs> where, do you know exactly where you're going to be in Stevenage today? Um, it's um, near the um, clock tower. Okay, so if anyone wants oh. to come down... Yeah, outside uh, Wilkinson's apparently, because um, I'm meeting with Sharon Taylor, the head of the Stevenage Council. Fantastic. I'll be there at 11.30. The local radio has put out a piece on it, so to tell people... And Jill, well, just, just very quickly, because we are running out of time, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, and no doubt we'll speak to you again very soon, but what, what, what is the, the web address? If people want to sign the petition online, where do they go? It's change.org forward slash 
benefit sanctions. Jill, listen, we're out of time, but I appreciate you coming on. I wish you the best of luck. Keep us uh, informed as to what's happening, and, and if you do go to Downing Street or Parliament, then one of us will pop down with you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 looking heavy heading southbound to Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Also the M25 heavy between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 16 for the M40. The M40 is queuing heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. So far checking on the trains, everything's looking good. No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. You, you see, you see... When you hear a story like that, and then you compare it to a football player earning £300,000 a week, how do we get it so wrong? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, eight men charged with Aylesbury child sex abuse, fears over staffing levels at Hertfordshire Prison and delays to free hot meals at Bucks Primary Schools. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Buckinghamshire have charged eight men in connection with alleged child sexual exploitation in Aylesbury. It follows police raids in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham on Tuesday morning. One of the men is charged with three rapes of a girl under the age of 13, another with seven counts of raping a girl under the age of 16. More from Catherine Boyle. All eight men, aged between 28 and 45, will appear at Milton Keynes Magistrates Court today. They are Arshad Jani, Vikram Singh, Sahail Kamar, Akbari Khan and Taimur Khan, all from Aylesbury. Asif Hussain from Milton Keynes, Jerome Joe from Buckingham and Sajid Ali from Chesham. Three other men arrested have been released without charge. Thames Valley Police say the offences relate to two alleged female victims in the Aylesbury area between 2005 and 2012. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. The number of inmates at the Hertfordshire prison is set to increase by over 30% to around 1,000. The prison service says the Mount is appropriately staffed and additional staff are being recruited. Alan Toulsan is on the Independent Monitoring Board. You are looking at a, a recognised number that should be there in full-time positions and, and, and they're going to be far short of that. And at a time when, when a new wing is being opened and, and, and when you basically need to... One thing you don't want is to be short of regular staff, they are going to be short of regular staff. David Cameron and President Obama are among NATO leaders gathering for a summit in Newport in South Wales. The summit will include discussions about the threat from Islamic State, but also about the crisis in Ukraine. 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children free hot meals under the government's new scheme when term starts today. Sue Imbriano, the Director for Children and Young People at Bucks County Council, told this programme they've been hampered by funding of just £1.3 million. Now, in 1985, Bucks stopped providing school meals and, as you might expect at that time, kitchens and dining facilities in schools were converted to things like IT rooms, additional classrooms. So if the solution were 
to put those facilities back into all schools that currently don't have them, our estimate is it would have cost us well over £7 million to do that. The Mayor of Calais has threatened to close down the French port after a large group of migrants managed to breach a gate into the port yesterday evening and some attempted to board a ferry bound for the UK. A spokesman for P&O Ferries said one of its ships moved away from the ferry berth as a precaution. In sport, Andy Murray has lost his US Open quarter-final against Novak Djokovic in four sets and England beat Norway 1-0 in last night's friendly at Wembley with new captain Wayne Rooney scoring a second-half penalty. The weather, early mist and fog lifting to leave another dry day with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 22 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor And I don't like it very much Oh no, oh no He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe Oh gee, oh gee He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee Oh fiddle, oh fiddle He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle Oh heck, oh heck He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck If you've never seen it, I urge you to go onto YouTube. Type in Swallowed by a Boa Constrictor, Johnny Cash. It's wonderful. He acts it out. He's wobbling around on one leg for most of the song. The Man in Black. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It really is um, quite a hectic show this morning. We're talking uh, about prisons... Free hot lunches for school kids. Should benefits be cut for pensioners? That's got you all, uh, all, a, all a, a quiver. And the pensioners' discussion, debate, argument has kind of gone off in a bit of a tangent. We're also talking about a footballer who earns over three hundred thousand pounds a week, a week, a week in one season. Okay, I don't know how long a season is. In one season, maybe even in one or two months, he will probably earn more than you earn in your life. How's about them apples? That is immoral, isn't it? 08459 555. If you want to see a picture of me looking really old, hey, check out my passport. Or go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You can also text 813-33. Start your text 3CR. Catherine, I believe we have some of we them. We have got some texts. Uh, football fans have the answer in their own hands, says Janet. Stop buying season tickets. Falcao, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Oh, 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 Amadeus. He's a player who's on 300k plus a week, but when you can ping it 30 yards with an overhead kick, surely that's worth it, says Samuel of Eaton No, what about when you wipe uh, uh, an old woman with Alzheimer's backside clean? You know, what about when when you are are giving in... What about when you have saved someone's life through the knowledge that you've gleaned through years of training? That's worth £300,000 a week. Not some fella that's nifty with his feet. 
Or getting angry now. Hi, Ian. Could you please refrain calling our OAPs as the old and use elderly instead as you're making my mother-in-law Anne very upset? Cheers. Tough. They are old. I mean, I, I, I don't use it... It's like I say fat people. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it to be offensive. It's a descriptive term. I'm getting old. So, no. But thank you. Sorry, Anne. Footballers' wages are obscene. Surely the bottom of these ridiculous wages will have to fall out soon, but as normal, the FA seems oblivious to it and will take their usual stance of doing nothing. The only way this will stop is if fans stop going to games, which unfortunately will never happen. These inflated egos and wages will be the death of grassroots football in this country. Grassroots? Like yeah. it? Like it. It's, it's horrible when the bottom falls out. Terrible. That's Lisa in Lake Buzzard. Oh, her bottom's fallen out? No, certainly not, but she's uh, watching the bottom fall out of football. OK, well, we'll, we'll get some more texts in a bit. Thank you, Catherine. 08459... Four double five five double five. I like the texts, but I like it more if you call, especially when you phone up to have an argument with Dealey. <laughs> oh, that was good fun. Anyway, onwards and upwards, dear listener. A prison watchdog is warning staff will be seriously outnumbered when a new block opens at the Mount Prison in Bovingdon next month. The Independent Monitoring Board is concerned the governor won't have recruited enough experienced prison officers in time for the introduction of 258 extra inmates to the system. Joined now by uh, Glyn Travis from the Prison Officers Association. Good morning to you, Glyn. Good morning. Uh, the board wrote their report back in March. Do, do, do you know if staff are being actively recruited? Yes, there is an, an active recruitment programme. Which... Glyn? Glyn? We've lost Glyn. We'll try... Go, uh, Catherine, Kelly, we've lost Glyn. We'll try and get Glyn back. Um, so I'm keen to hear his, uh, hear his point. There will be, some of you are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, so what, tough. So some prisoners have to spend all day in their cells. Tough. Well, yeah, it's tough on them, but also it, it will be tough on you because part of prison's remit is to rehabilitate. And if prisoners are locked in their cells for 23, 24 hours a day, they'll get angrier, more resentful, they won't have that. They'll have. They won't develop skills that might get them out of their hole. Uh, it's beneficial for everybody to not reward them, of course, but to uh, encourage them to do other things, learn other things. Your thoughts, please. Uh, I think we've got Glenn back. Morning, Glenn. Good morning again. So, My apologies. No, I don't know what happened there. Some, something seemed seemed to, uh, to happen. Sorry, you you were saying about um, that the staff are being actively recruited. Yes, there is a national recruitment programme across the whole of the prison estate. I mean, one of the serious problems that we find is that due to the government's recruitment freeze, which has been on for more than two years, the service has lost an awful lot of experienced staff, and the mount is typical of the prison where new accommodation is coming on, uh, and we're trying to rush through staff, through training courses, to ensure that the staff are in place. So when you say there's a lack of experienced staff, are you, you saying that, that at places uh, uh, like the Mount and other prisons, uh, staff are being brought in who, do, who don't necessarily have the, uh, A, the life experience, and B, the, 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 the skills and qualification to, to do the job properly? Well, I think we'd be wrong to say they've not got the skills and qualifications because people who have been qualified as a prison officer have been through the same training programme as anybody else. But clearly, uh, when you're bringing young people into the service now uh, and recruiting people from a very small pool, uh, you don't whether they've got the experiences that are needed to, to operate and go into a new prison service because in the last 18 months we've lost over 2,000 experienced prison officers through beds and now we're trying to recruit the same number, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Why, how have you lost that many? Uh, well, the prison service is trying to save money uh, because of the government cuts. Right. And to do that, they cut staff right to the bone and then realised that the prison population wasn't reducing and as a reduction, as that uh, 
plan failed, they're now having to open new accommodation such as the Mount, which is good because it brings in new uh, new employment for the area, and we don't you know we don't uh, underestimate that. But the real problem that you face is why did the government let all the experienced staff pay them millions in taxpayers' money, and now we're recruiting new staff right to, ch- to try and shore up a system that has got a real shortfall uh, across the entire state? How does a, a, a lack of staff affect the day-to-day uh, job of prison officers? Well, what happens when you've got a lack of staff is that prison officers are being forced into a very long hours culture. You know, I, I was listening to you talk about a, a footballer earning three hundred thousand pound a week. Prison officers are being forced to work fifty and sixty hours a week for twenty twenty three thousand pounds a year if they're lucky. Mm. You know, so what the long hours culture does? It brings stress, it brings anxiety, it brings tension amongst prisons, uh, and it also means that prisoners end up losing their regime. That builds tension in prisons, uh, and it's a recipe for a disaster. We've had a call this morning, and we might get some more before nine o'clock, Glyn, who say, yeah, so what, we'll just lock the prisoners up for 23 hours, 24 hours a day. Tough. Doesn't work like that, yeah. does it? It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. You've got a government who's got a rehabilitation programme where they're, they're demanding that prisoners are kept sorry, for 28 and a half hours a week. Uh, so when you look at that and how you try and map that into a normal working day, you've got prison officers working 10 and 11 hour shifts, which are normal every day. You know, and that's just just unacceptable in today's society. In terms of uh, the mount, uh, the the, the uh, board are also concerned that some of the new prisoners may be high risk. Do, do you know about that? And what what would that mean? We, we're not sure what type of prisoner is going to go into the mount. Right. But clearly, every prisoner is a high risk because they've all got their own personal needs and demands. Uh, what I can reassure the people in the uh, is the fact that the mount is a very secure and stable prison. It's well operated, well well managed, and providing that they get the staff in place, uh, then there should be no problem for the public. Glenn, I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you go because it's not the best line, but I'm glad we, we got to speak, and uh, hopefully you feel you got your, your points across. Glenn Travis from the Prison Officers Association. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. He's on the move. Oh, oh, yeah. He's on the move. Pete's on the move. Yeah! Pete, are you on the move? I'm on the move, yes, I'm still driving. That's lucky that I sang that song then, isn't it? Uh, it what is, would you like to say, Pete? That one. Thank you, you've, uh, you've got your own theme. Go on, what have you got? Driving in, listening to, obviously, uh, one of your topics this morning, the, uh, let's say, the elderly, not the old age pensions, the elderly and uh, losing their benefits. Yeah. Uh, it's not just the elderly. Uh, I'm uh, I'm 54 years old, 53 years old, 54 shortly. Uh, it's uh, I was made redundant recently, uh, and because I'd had a 22-year career in the military, I was entitled to a pension. So I have a pension being paid to myself every month. Yeah. Uh, when I was made redundant under statutory redundancy, so I, yes, I did get something, but not a great deal. Uh, I obviously then went down job seekers while I was job searching. And because of I was in receipt of a pension, uh, I was then penalised. I was in, re- instead of the 70-odd pound, whatever it is per week, uh, job seekers allowance, I was receiving £4.58. Oh, classy. So, effectively, I've had 35 years of paying in. Uh, I earned the pension through my military career. Uh, and then they utilise that against me, and I was entitled to £4.58. So does, and I don't need to know, well, unless you feel like it, I don't need to know specific yeah. figures, but does your does your pension and this four quid from the job seekers, does that take you up to what an average person will be getting on job seekers' allowance then? Uh, I believe that is how it is calculated, yes. Right. Uh, and obviously there are two elements to job seekers' allowance. There's a national insurance contribution base, 
and then there's a means-tested base. Well, due to my, let's say, savings, I wasn't entitled to the means-tested, but it was greater than 16,000. So I had to go on the national insurance contributions, and that's where I fell into the... uh, the bracket of you're in receipt of a pension at 54 years old, uh, we're going to penalise you and you're only going to get £4.58 a week. Permission to play devil's advocate, sir? Yep. Okay. Uh, tough. And, and this is just me playing exactly. devil's advocate. Tough because you've got, you're, you're still better off than some other people. Yeah, yeah, I fully accept that. I'm still better off. But uh, my point is against the system, the way the system sort of penalises you uh, for. Like, like the elderly who've currently got savings, uh, they are utilising their savings, be it for their lifestyle or their healthcare. Uh, you know, they're being penalised in the same way as I was effectively penalised because I did have some income coming in. Mm. Finally, Pete, it's a slight yeah. tangent. When you hear about a footballer only £300,000 a week, <laughs> a week, how does that make you feel? Uh, one, I don't do the game they call puffball because uh, I'm more of a rugby fan. Uh, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Pete, thank you very much indeed. Referring to puffball, of course, as in blow football. 08459, I think we dodged that one. 08459, 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M heading southbound, looking rather slow moving at the moment between Junction 8 for Hitchin and Junction 7. Take a look at the A41 in Kings Langley. That's looking rather slow on the speed sensors between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather heavy, between 21 the M1 and Junction 19 for Watford. And the Barnet Bypass on cameras looking rather heavy, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far on the trains, everything's looking good across the three counties. No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's 8.17. Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Kells, where's my heads? Oh, look, they're there. They must have been there the whole time. I do apologise they weren't. I'll cover it for... 8.17, it's uh, Wednesday. No, hang on, it's Thursday, the 4th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight men are due to appear in court in Milton Keynes this morning, charged with child sex abuse in Buckinghamshire over a seven-year period. The men were, were arrested in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham. A prison watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children free hot meals when the term starts today. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni weekdays from 3 BBC Three Counties Radio Hey, Tim's hey. in the house Yes. Good morning to you, how are you? Okay. I'm, do you know what, I'm really t- I slept so badly last night. Why is that? Um, stress, life. When you get old you get stressed and life it'll come to you one day 
No, it's come to me. I woke up in a cold sweat this morning. Really? Why? What was going on? Uh, just just the general stress of standing in for, for Jonathan, really. You are standing in for... It is very stressful. It is stressful. Everyone everyone has got their daggers out ready, but you, they've never... <laughs> no, no they do. Whenever, whenever, anyone, whenever I fill in for someone, you just know yeah. that someone's turning on the radio going, well, this isn't like the, the normal person. No. I don't like this person before they've even made a judgment. But you've, you've done it many times before. Well, for all those people, just switch off. Don't bother. Switch, switch off. They're not don't even bother. listening now. You've done it many times before, and yeah. no one has yet, I think, criticised you. You've got away with it. No, it's been fine. Thank You've you. got away with it. Uh, You'll get away with it again today. With More than get away with it. You'll sail through. Well, I do hope so. I'm asking this morning at nine o'clock, do we expect too much from the police? I've heard this in the, the news this morning. Uh, an inspection of police forces in England and Wales has shown that victims of crime are increasingly being encouraged to investigate the offences themselves. Oh. And in some cases, victims are even asked to locate CCTV footage or even check for their own fingerprints. Not for their own fingerprints, obviously. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Uh, the report. They want, they, want, they want people to dust for prints. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know it's a new one. Um, the report indicates that criminal damage, such as car crime, is on the verge of being completely decriminalised because forces have basically given up trying to deal with it, uh, and community support officers are being used as detectives in some forces. Wow. Uh, and the, the BBC. This is quite nice. One. The BBC's Home Affairs correspondent. Uh, Danny Shaw has summed up today's report like this. He says it confirms what many of us have experienced over the years. There are simply some crimes police don't attempt to investigate. So I'd like to hear from you this morning, your experiences of reporting crime locally. What was the police response? Have you ever tried to help the police by providing CCTV footage or even dusting for fingerprints? Do we expect too much now from the police? You can call 08459 455 555. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's always a cracking listen when uh, Tim fills in for JVS. It's always it's always a good listen, so I'm sure you'll thoroughly enjoy it. What what what, what are you saying to Kathy's uh, whispering in my What you got? Fader one, Red Steve. Hey, comrades! <laughs> I'll give you comrade if I see you. Yeah, I bet you will, mate. What have you <laughs> got be, for us? Oh, don't be crossing the road when I'm driving down it. <laughs> it's, uh, well, just hang on a second. I, I hope we've uh, recorded and logged that threat on my life. Thank you very oh, much. Oh yeah, indeed. all okay. right, all right. Uh, add it to the big pile. Go on. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Stephen. Right, about that. About that bloke who's on about um, getting these four pounds. I mean, that's disgusting. It's like everybody else. We paint the system. Surely it doesn't matter how much money you've got, you should still get that money from the from the social. It's irre- it should be relevant on what you've got. Just because you've got money. Let me go play devil's advocate. He's earning money. Yeah. He's got money coming in, so he doesn't need it doesn't matter. He's us to subsidise it. Well, all right, let's, let's, let's do this way, right? The fairest way, scrap the welfare state, just get medical insurance get your income insurance and then you're paying for that yourself. So whatever you pay in, if you lose your job, you can go and claim against that any time you like. Obviously there's conditions. Because we're paying for welfare state that costs us too much money. This country, we're paying for people that are sitting on the dole for five to ten years. Well then that fellow we just spoke to wouldn't be getting anything from the state. Well, he should be. But you just, should, well, you've just found out. You're saying he should be getting stuff from the state. Yeah, under your system, he wouldn't get anything from the state. Well, no, because we do, you've been all paying your own insurance. Most people could afford a certain amount of insurance. So if they was ill, well, they'd, well, they'd be out of claim. Well, Obviously, there's going to be a certain amount. There's going to be a few, there's going to be a certain percentage. There's going to be a huge number that can't afford to pay um, medical insurance. Yeah, there'll be a huge percentage. Yeah, there, there will be a few. But it's survival of the fittest. If you can't survive, you die. Why are we funding people to fit well, in, in that be on case, the dole and dos and keep them alive? All in the that time? case, then you're, you're agreeing that the, the pensioners, certain pensioners, shouldn't be getting um, the, the, the heating allowance. Then 
No, they shouldn't be getting it. No, my nan never got it. I know thousands of people. Your your parents before them or whatever. They never. We never got our grandparents. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We had to suffer. You, you, had, you had an extra jumper. Okay. You had so a fire. A fire, and that's the way we done it. We didn't get two hundred pounds okay. to fund our, our electric and gas for older people. Okay. So just this we, but they should be looked after. I'm not saying they shouldn't be looked so after. You're, so are saying. you saying, Steve, that the, the old people they shouldn't have the heating allowance? They shouldn't get the free TV license over the age of seventy-five, and they shouldn't get the free bus pass. Well, the bus pass and the TV license, fair enough. That gives them something right. to do. Oh, hang on a minute. We're paying for some old bloke to watch to watch <laughs> Cash in the Attic, really? Yeah. Hang on a minute. You don't want an ex. You don't want an ex soldier to get job seekers allowance, yeah, yeah, but you but want I'm, I'm, you want an old boy to watch Jeremy yeah, but, Kyle. Yeah, but surely, isn't it a sad state of affairs? Isn't it a sad state of affairs when people have worked till the pension age, right? And the government has to give them two hundred pound or whatever it is at winter time for fuel. Does that not say that the government and the system in this country is failing everybody? Because when, we, when I get older, I'll probably be getting it and I'll be glad of it. You're flipping and flopping all over the place. One minute you're saying that, that old people shouldn't get the heating allowance and now you're saying when you're old, you'll, you'll be glad of it, Steve. Well, but, well of course we're with... You know, listen, what, what I can say in standing that doesn't affect anyone, I can say it. But when it starts to affect people uh, directly, we'll change our minds, don't we? Steve, thank you very much. Very passionate. Uh, even more passionate than normal, I would su- suggest, Catherine. He was... Uh, he was on... One. Fire. Take that bonnet off, let that be out of there and replace it on your head and go and lie in the fog. Is it still foggy out there? Uh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Almost a third of primary... Oh dear, don't, you make me laugh. This is not the place to have fun. Almost a third of primary schools in Buckinghamshire won't be able to keep the government's free school meals promise to children going back today. Pupils at 48 schools across the county will be provided with packed lunches instead as their kitchens won't be ready before half term. Well, our uh, reporter, Matt Lockwood, has been to Haddenham, where outside caterers have been brought in to provide hot lunches while St Mary's School gets its kitchens in order. He asked parents in the village if they thought the rollout of free school meals was a good idea. My little boy probably doesn't need a hot meal every day. I was quite happy to do packed lunches. I think if you give a child a really nutritious meal once a day, you are investing in the child's future. I think there's pressure on on parents and lots of parents do work and what I wouldn't want to see is for a parent to think oh well it's okay because my my child has had a a hot dinner um, therefore I'm not going to bother to cook in the evening then perhaps actually that child is coming out worse off. Um, I wouldn't want to see that happen in my household but I know that not every parent is quite as diligent as focusing on nutrition and that kind of thing and where there are pressures on parents then then that, that, that may be, particularly if there's pressures and costs as well, I can see why a child might just have a piece of toast and a yoghurt or, you know, or worse than that. Gosh. Well, listening to that is uh, the leader of the Lib Dems on Bucks County Council, Avril Davis. Good morning, Avril. Morning. Uh, some of the parents we heard uh, this morning pretty sceptical of this free school meals plan. It's, it's a lot of hassle. It's a lot of expense. Not everybody welcomes it. What, what's your thoughts? Well, I didn't think they were sceptical at all. I was uh, quite astonished uh, with the support they gave, but they also had, uh, they were also very aware of what the unforeseen consequences would be, but could be. But on balance, I think when they said that in giving a child 
a hot meal is an yeah. investment uh, maybe in you didn't, child. Maybe you didn't, that summed it up. May, well, maybe you didn't hear the, the lady at the end properly, Avril. She was saying that, that it might uh, encourage parents to not give a hot meal in the evening. She did say it, that, but she said yeah. it wouldn't happen to her, which is why I said she was aware yeah. of what the issues were, but she was going to make sure that that wouldn't happen in her but she, but she was aware that other parents might see this as a cop-out. But that's not a reason for not doing it. What are the reasons for doing it, Avril? It's about, it, is about, it is about investing in the child at the very early primary school stages, which is where uh, the development is absolutely crucial. And what's really interesting is that where the pilots have taken place on this scheme, those children have been shown to be surging ahead in their development. It was done as a vote winner, wasn't it, by Nick Clegg? And it's kind of backfired because lots of people uh, are, are kind of thinking it, it, it's a waste of money. They don't see it as a priority when there are more important things to be dealing well, with. Well, I didn't read that from your people in Haddenham. And, um, no, but, but, but that, that's been a lot of the press and lo- lo- what lots of people have said. You, you've, you've noticed that, surely? Uh, well, they would, wouldn't they? That's what the press is for. No, no, it's but they've spoken, they've spoken to real people, Avril. <laughs> people have said this. We've had people on this show saying it. Well, I heard the last man on your show. Um, it's about um, it's about uh, uh, the press and holding people to account is to make people examine their policies and for the value of error. But it's very interesting to me that in Buckinghamshire, over a third of the primary schools are unable to deliver a hot meal. And when I read that in the report that came very late and very begrudgingly to the cabinet member. I realised... Doesn't that show there's a reluctance? At last, Buckinghamshire's history had caught up with it. Because 20 years ago, Buckinghamshire destroyed, got rid of, closed down every single canteen in a primary school. Yeah. And only since um, around about the time of the Jamie Oliver campaign have they started to bring back school kitchens. You know know one of the reasons they did it, don't you? Um, Money. Yeah, because there've been huge cutbacks. They can't afford books, and to give them technology I'm suites talking, and to I'm give them about, to give I'm them sorry. To, sorry, sorry, to give them technology suites and libraries, to give I'm them more facilities. About, I beg your pardon, but I'm talking about twenty years ago when my children were at primary school and they did not have technology suites and libraries. No, that's what the, that's what a lot of these these um, the, the the kitchens have been turned into. Things have changed a lot in the last twenty years. And Haven't they? they? That's what they were. T- that's what they were. They a lot of them were converted a lot in the last to. Twenty years, and Buckinghamshire is one of the worst counties where the achievement gap between children from poorer homes is widening over the course of their school, uh, their, their time at school, rather than narrowing. And it is the largest gap in the country. And if free school meals is shown to be one of those things can actually improve children's performance, they cannot afford How about- to look away from any anything to make that... I, I, I tell you what would probably improve children's performances is, is better investment in technology, in, in computers, in tablets and every in books and in teachers. Yeah, has a whiteboard. Uh, every school... But in you see, the, but, but, but Avril, you're spending all this money, I think it's £1.3 million. Pounds, the uh, Children's uh, Centre has seven or eight wall-mounted tablets. Things have got... Things have got, things have got uh, th- that investment is already there. But... It's all very well to be in this age of technology, but you know, food is absolutely essential. We cannot live. Yeah, but books, food. books, and education is more essential in school. Surely, when surely. The, when my children were at would you not? Would you agree, Avril, that that, that, that education is is the primary purpose of school, and that books and technology and uh, teaching staff should be the prime concern? The prime concern is children's welfare and teachers. Books and t- you can actually. Oh, so not not education. Education. 
education comes from teachers and for, so uh, is from the primary concern education is not education. confined solely to books and to, and, to, and to technology far from it it's it, it's a whole series of things and they're all equally important including food Okay. Uh, an Avril, finally, finally go, please don't be rude about the people that call up my show and listen to my show. I wasn't being rude. Well, you were. You were quite dismissive. And I just think that's a little bit unfair because whatever you thought about what he said, whatever Steve said, Steve had a, a, the people who called this show have, have an opinion. And you can't just dismiss it because it's an opinion that you disagree with. Um, I, the, I, had only, I, have only, I had only got, the, um, I had only got uh, the experience of one caller. The one I'd just been listening to. Well, but whether you disagree with them or not, they have a right to come on and say what they want to say. Of course they have. Thank you very much indeed. Avril Davis, leader of the Lib Dems on Bucks County Council. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking quite slow on the speed sensors at the moment, between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 7 at Phil Hemel Hempstead. The A1M also looking quite heavy, between Junction 8 at Hitchin and Junction 7. The M25 very slow moving between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 at Watford. And in Park Street, the A414 looking quite slow moving at the moment, just at the Park Street roundabouts. Taking a look so far at the Barnet Bypass, that's looking heavy on camera, heading southbound, between Stirling Corner and and Mill Hill Circus. Checking on the trains, everything's looking good across the three counties, no problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Eight men are due to appear in court in Milton Keynes this morning, charged with child sex abuse in Buckinghamshire over a seven-year period. The men were arrested in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham. A prison's watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. David Cameron and President Obama are among leaders gathering in Newport in South Wales for a NATO summit. And 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire are not ready to give children free hot meals when term starts today. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray has lost his US Open quarter-final against Novak Djokovic in New York. Murray lost by three sets to one. I'm obviously disappointed. It's uh, extremely late. You know, I'm tired and uh, I don't feel particularly proud right now. I feel disappointed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there was some good tennis. I obviously haven't, you know, analysed the match or thought Matt had time to, to think about it yet but I think there was some good tennis there and um, you know hopefully I can build on that Earlier Kai Nishikori became the first Japanese man to reach a Grand Slam semi-final in 81 years after beating Stan Wawrinka in five sets. England beat Norway 1-0 in last night's friendly at Wembley with new captain Wayne Rooney scoring a second half penalty. Rooney has moved to within eight goals of Sir Bobby Charlton's England record but the Manchester United striker says his top priority is Monday's Euro 2016 qualifier against Switzerland. Yeah, it is. Um, so, only time will tell. And, you know, um, hopefully one day I could overtake Sir Bobby. But at the minute, I'm concentrating on, um, on trying to do well for England and obviously in the immediate future, trying to help us win the game on Monday night. 
Elsewhere, Watford striker Matej Vidra played the first half as the Czech Republic lost 1-0 at home to the USA. And in a rerun of this summer's World Cup final, Argentina beat Germany 4-2. New Manchester United signing Angel Di Maria set up three of Argentina's goals and scored the other. And in cricket, England clinched the Women's 2020 International Series, beating South Africa by 42 runs at Northampton last night. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! If anybody's going to slag off my callers, it'll be me. It'll be me, for goodness sakes. That's my job. Uh, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Boy, oh boy, what a busy day we've had. Um, there's been so- I thought you'd be interested in talking about prisons. But th- there have been so many other contentious things that you've, you- you've gone for the other things, and well done you. Let's have a little recap, shall we? We started... A lot of this conversation... It's in the mail, isn't it? A lot of this conversation has started with this story that a think tank has suggested that uh, OAPs, old people should have, uh, well-off OAP should have some of their benefits cut. It's a story that pops up from time to time, OK? Um, that maybe they shouldn't get their heating allowance, TV, free TV licence at 75, um, uh, uh, that the free prescription should be abolished, uh, all of these things, to pay for the care system, to pay for other things. Your thoughts on that, please? 08459 455 555. I know, Justin, you disagree strongly with that. Yeah, absolutely. Of course you, I do. You, you think people should be uh, rewarded mm. for living long, which yeah. is insane. No, not at all. It follows no logic at all. Well, if somebody has done well for themselves in their lives, reward that person. If it's They're the... rewarded with, with money and success. Yeah, w- which they've earned themselves. So yeah. just because somebody has got a, a bit of money in the bank and they've done well for themselves, why should they be denied that, that winter fuel allowance? If they they don't spend it on f- winter fuel if they spend it on things for other people well so be it because they've put their money into the system over years it's a small reward for giving to this country okay well that, that, that that's uh, that's where it started 08459 555 and then and i can't quite remember how we went off on a slight tangent several tangents taxes one, taxes that was yeah. it yes what one of, one of <laughs> it was a great bit of radio you missed it about 50 minutes ago justin getting pwned by one of the listeners <laughs> it was brilliant it was br- anyway mm. uh, a football player. Is it Falco? Yes, yeah, so he signed for Manchester United. Three over three hundred thousand pounds a week. That's a real. That's a decent house every week. I yeah. think it's obscene. I think it's immoral that anybody could earn that much money. Mm. So if a, uh, a rival radio station phoned you later and they said, Ian, come and work for us. I'll tell you what, mm. um, your salary at the moment will times that by ten. Are you seriously <laughs> going to turn around? Exactly. Are you going to turn around and say, no, I'm not worth it? Of course you're going to take the money. And yes, I, I agree. <laughs> Still wouldn't a, be anywhere close to 300000 <laughs> It's a ridiculous amount of money, but I have have been to three Premier League matches and the Premier League started back in 1992. I've been to three games in all of those years. Those tickets cost me between 50 and 60 pounds. That's why I don't go and watch Premier League football. If everybody stopped going, they wouldn't get those wages. So it's the Muppets who are paying those uh, prices that are funding these wages. Listen, I have done very, very... I, I've had a real crisis of conscience uh, at various points in my life because I have been paid, not now, but back in the day I have been paid ridiculous amounts of money for very, very little work, Hmm. right? And I really had to to weigh up in my head 
uh, some of them were so ridiculous, okay, that I, I just I couldn't justify it, and I just had to laugh. I had to laugh at how ridiculous the world is, where some lanky idiot with no discernible talent can get paid. I'm going to say this: <laughs> Don't be silly. can get paid ten thousand pounds for an evening's work. Wow! That happened years ago. I hosted the Q Awards. Uh, was it the Q Awards? The Q Awards. I got paid ten thousand pounds, mate, for one night's work. I'm wow. embarrassed to say it. Don't know anything like that now, Mr. Taxman. Mm. I'm embarrassed to say it. Where did we go so wrong, Justin, that some idiot with no discernible talent can get that much money for three hours' work, and yet a nurse who wipes some old lady's backside mm-hmm. will earn a, a fraction of that? No, the world ju- is nuts. I totally It's agree. immoral. What I earned that night was immoral. But you I'll still say took it. it. You still took the money. And fair play for taking it, because you want to support your family. You're hardly going to turn around and say, actually, do you know what? I think I'm worth five. Five thousand pounds to put in a separate if account I, for your children. If I earn that much money now, do you know what I would do? I would I would pay a significant portion of that. I would I would give to a uh, to a charity. Really? Uh, Yeah, I would. You put that above your children. Would no, no, really no I'd, I'd, I'd still take the money and, uh, and and laugh in the face of the person paying it, or laugh behind their back and feed the kids and buy something now, nice. Yeah. But I, I, I would, I, I mean, this was t- 10, 12 years ago, I was an idiot, and I, I would have wasted it all on something <laughs> ridiculous, uh, Seddy. I, I would now put a significant portion of that in, into, into a charity, mm. without a shadow of a doubt. £10,000 for one night. Um, it's obscene and yeah, immoral. But nothing compared to uh, Falcow. Yeah. Uh, £300,000 a week. Again, the debate earlier on about taxes. If you can do something legally, and pay the least amount of tax possible. I don't know anybody who wouldn't do that. I think that argument is just a non-argument, to be quite honest. But um, as for £300,000 a week, a lot of people this morning getting angry about any player who is getting paid that vast amount of money. I've been on the streets this morning getting people's reaction to this. Ian, here's what people had to say. Del, is any player on this planet worth £300,000 a week? If that money's in the game and people are going to see him, then, yeah, we're we're a capitalist society, and that's that's how, how basically how it works. I think. Just and if a rival boss came to you, that let's get real here. If a rival boss came to you and said, "Come and work for me, and I'm going to triple your wages," you're not going to turn around and argue with that, are you? No, you've got to put yourself first all the time. Esther, we're talking about footballers' wages: three hundred thousand pounds a week. Right. Falco is getting paid. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's disgusting. Absolutely. I get paid £6 an hour, and I'm worth more than that. Absolutely. I'm not denying that for one second. But if somebody said to you, I'm now going to pay you £300 an hour, would you then turn around and say, well, in actual fact, I don't think I'm quite worth that? Yes, I would. I like to know I give a good job for what I get. Seriously? And I don't think these footballers do. Wow. So if somebody offered you a massive, massive wage increase that would support you and your family and give you a better way of life, you would turn it down? I suppose I would, because I've been brought up to you get what you work for, and that's it. And they're not worth that money? No, they're definitely not. Very interesting. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is it morally wrong, sir, for anybody to get paid £300,000 a week? Too much money. It's the way football goes at the minute, isn't it? Would you ever turn down a, a massive pay rise? No, no, of course you wouldn't. No, no, but um, 300 grand a week. You have to uh, work a lifetime for that, don't you? I mean, do you hate him as a player because he earns that, or do you think fair play? Fair play to people that earn that sort of money, yeah. I never got pushed the right way when I was younger, did I? <laughs> you got a sweet left foot, a bit like me. Yeah, that's it, mate, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, take care. Yeah, I, I, the more I think about it, the... the, the 
in my head, I have mm. kind of a cut-off point. Because I do often think when people phone up to whinge about bankers earning so much money and their bonuses, I kind of think, well, you know, they, 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 you should have gone down that route. Yeah. But there's something about a fella kicking a ball and getting 300 grand a week that it, 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 it is immoral. It is immoral. I, I, I totally agree that, that no player is worth that amount of money. But when he plays at Old Trafford, are people going to protest and, and not turn up and not pay the ticket prices? No. The stadium will be packed. And it's up to the fans here, Ian. You know, a lot of people are, I would say, very jealous about wages like that. I'm jealous. Who wouldn't be jealous of somebody earning that amount of money? But the fans will still turn up. And until the fans don't go to games anymore, nothing is going to change. It's only going to get worse. j Dog, thank you very much indeed. Ian's in Bulldog. Morning, Ian. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. What you got for us? I, I can't believe what I've been hearing tonight. Since when has a benefit or welfare state yes. um, been a God-given right? Surely the, the welfare state or benefits is there for people who need them. You know, the, the, the only thing that's there in concrete is taxes. We pay taxes to keep the country running. I... You don't get a benefit just because you're a certain age. That's I crazy. signed on for a year, maybe a couple of years, and got housing benefit, and I um, and I looked for work, and I did a bit of work, and I would sign off every now and then, and I would go back on, and I'm very, very grateful for it, because it it it, it, um, it helped me out when I needed it. And and, and it's the same, if you're saying that about, you know, people of, of, of my age, then in my 20s, it has to apply to older people as well, doesn't it? It has to apply to older people as well, and therefore the people that need the housing allowance, uh, the, allowance the, the winter fuel allowance, should get it, but Peter Stringfellow and Lord Sugar shouldn't. But there's loads of others as well. There's all these middle-class people. Why did, you have to put an, why did you have to put an image of Peter Stringfellow in my head? <laughs> I've got him in a thong now, thanks. Yeah. Remember all these people that lived through the 80s and 90s where uh, a £50,000 house within five or six years became a £250,000 house. They're all sitting on this money. Yeah. They're all shopping in Waitrose and all shopping in Marks and Spencers. But you're giving them a free bus pass. You're giving them free... Uh, you're giving them the winter fuel allowance. It shouldn't... shouldn't you know, it just shouldn't happen. There shouldn't be a God-given right to it. The it, problem you've got, of course, is that it's going to cost more to abolish it yeah. and to mean-test it, so we're stuck with it. Kath, you tell him. Ian, you a bit jealous? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I, I am, it's weird today. I'm straddling the line between um, hardcore bright red socialism and right-wing... Toryism today because I'm, I'm my I'm, my thoughts are all over the shop a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit a little bit purple. Uh, Ian, you wanted to talk about Steve as well very briefly. Did you one of the callers? Yeah, Steve was too too far to the left. I'm not a right. I'm in the middle, but he was too far to the left. <laughs> Ian, thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is looking quite heavy on the sensors at the moment between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The A1M also looking quite slow moving between Junction 8 and Junction 7 at Stevenage. The A41 in Kings Langley rather heavy on the sensors heading southbound between the Hemel Hempstead turn off and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself looking quite heavy moving heading anti clockwise between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. And the Barnet Bypass heavy on Camera heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. No reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.45, it's Thursday the 4th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight men are due to appear in court in Milton Keynes this morning, charged with child sex abuse in Buckinghamshire over a seven-year period. The men were arrested in Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham. 
A prison, prison watchdog is warning there won't be enough staff to manage prisoners at the Mount Jail in Bovingdon when a new block opens next month. And the leader of the Lib Dems on Bucks County Council is defending Nick Clegg's free school meals plan, despite 48 primary schools in Buckinghamshire not being ready to serve up the meals when term starts today. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's starting to brighten up for many at the moment and we should start to see some sunny spells through the day. We've got light winds and temperatures reaching 21 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, some clear spells to start off the evening, but uh, it does cloud over through the night. We'll probably have some more of that mist developing in the early hours as well. We may even have one or two patches of dense fog, but uh, quite a warm night again with lows of 14 degrees. So tomorrow, a bit cloudier generally, although some of us should have some sunny spells to look forward to. It's certainly going to be brighter in some spots than others where you might just hold on to that cloud for much of the day temperatures up to 19 degrees celsius saturday looks like we could have a bit of patchy rain in the middle of the day but uh, that's only if it, it sort of doesn't fizzle out before it gets to us sunday a fairly reasonable day a little cloudy and slightly cooler as we've got some colder air coming in but next week is looking settled for much of the week and uh, the sun should increase as well that's your latest forecast delicious. Every weekday morning. It went ping. Did it ping again? It did about about a week later. It went ping again. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I just don't know where or what to do now. I went to speak to this retailer who had told Sue that because the sofa was out of its 12-month guarantee, they didn't have any liability. Well, we all know that's rubbish, don't we? The JVS Show fights for your rights. Jonathan and I have got the whitest, cleanest, overhead door available. Listen, I'm going to thank your credit card very much for getting things sorted out and any other problems you know where we are. Thank you so much for everything. It took me seven months to sort it out. You've done it in two weeks. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sugar Muggalicious. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, Ian, good morning, Ian, says Julian. I agree with Justin. If you've, th- now, this is the reason why the benefits need to be cut for old people, but Julian doesn't know that that's, he's argued this case. Okay? Right, Listen, on. see if you can spot the flaw in this argument. Good morning, Ian. I agree with Justin. If you've contributed to the country, then they should be rewarded so they can have some money to treat themselves during retirement. My nan is always helping out our family when we get into slight money problems, so not all OAPs will get all their money. Hang on a minute. So we're paying your nan the winter fuel allowance, free bus pass, and what other... She's not paying national insurance. So she can treat herself and help out her family. She's funding you, Julian. Benefits are not for treats and for funding other members of the family. That's insane, Julian. Maybe if she pulled her weight, Julian, you wouldn't have to ask her for money. (laughs) I'm joking. She's not. Tony's got a plan on the text. Oh, go on. The heating allowance is completely wrong, sends out the wrong signal. Bear with me. All it does is allow the utility companies to charge £200 a year more for the supply. So gas and electricity should be cheaper and the VAT should be abolished. The winners in this are the government, the utility companies and rich old people. Heating allowance is obscene, especially for those who claim it whilst living abroad. Sorry, I was disturbed because Kelly was picking her nose. No, I was not. How dare you? What were you doing? I've got an itch right there. Inside your nose? Not inside my nose. We don't pay her enough. mainly on my cheek. Here. Okay, pick us a winner. <laughs> my cheek. Give us a wave when you reach the bridge. 
The £200 winter fuel payment was paid in lieu of a not very good increase in pension one particular year, says Marion and Hemel. If it was stopped, then approximately £4 a week would need to be added to the basic pension. For those... Well, no, we're only stopping it for those people who don't need it. That's, that's all... That, let's say we, we. Like, suddenly they've given us the country. Imagine that, wouldn't that be awesome? <gasps> it would be good for about half an hour. Come on, Kels. What are you chewing, Kelly? Gum. Oh, good. We had joy, we had fun, flicking bogies in the sun. But the you sun got I too hot and the bogies turned to That's snot. That's the sort of thing that you get off on. Gosh, wow. Tension really has risen here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Matt's in Luton. Good morning, Matt. Morning. Oh, blimey, here we go. I think you've wasted a lot of time this morning messing about. Now, listen. I've not messed about once. You're talking about the children's meals at school? Sc- yeah, school meals, we like to call them, yeah. For the staff, it's a, it's a vodka catcher for Nick Clegg, as we know. Yep. Uh, my daughter moved to Ireland about seven years ago, and she went to see the schools about the education of kids, and one school she went to where she is now, uh, they went and see the head teacher, and they... Claire said to the head teacher, what about how do we go on about meals? And she said, the head teacher turned around and said to her, Mrs. Quinn, you feed them, we teach them. And that's exactly what we should be doing here. It's, it's a tough one because I am you lucky. You had the school meals. Uh, I had, you, you didn't have school meals. I had packed lunch. And there you are. You, you've done very well. And now I'm a successful radio broadcaster. Well, I was. You're, you're a really here, brainy chap. Yeah, very, very brainy chap. Yeah, and uh, the other one, Ian, the other one, you, you, you had to do with this. The other one, when Margaret was ill, I had the guy, the woman come to give me a, an assessment and uh, about carers, and she said, I'm sorry, Mr. McCann, you, your pension is fairly high, you won't get no pension credit, and you can't have an extra carer. And you've been through that yourself, I presume, with your mother. Yeah. So, you see, it's... Uh, it swings it around about so I, I I cared for my future, and then I was penalised later. Um, so are you. Yeah, no, exactly. Mum had to sell her house, and I'm, I am watching her savings exactly. disappear every single week. £1,300 a week getting taken out of her bank account, and it's almost all gone. Break your heart. It is heartbreaking, and, and there is nothing you can do about it. But, but then we shouldn't... One of the arguments one of the other callers made was that, that we should be penalising those people who haven't got those assets, who haven't got those savings. And we can't, can we? No. No, it's, it's, it's a catch-22 situation and it will never be sorted out. Matt, thank you very much. Quick question for you, Catherine. Catch-22? Yes. Did that come from the book, Catch-22? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that funny? I've never read it. Have you read it? Yeah, it's good. It's a really good book. Have you seen the film with Art Garfunkel? I haven't seen any of it. So what is the catch? 22. What's well, Catch-21? Well, no, it's a Catch-22 situation. Yasarian, is that the guy's name? Do you know what? It's a cracking book, Catch-22. He, uh, I think I think the Catch-22 is he wants to get out of serving in... Is it Korea or Vietnam? I can't remember. But to, to, to do that, he has to do another five missions or something. But it's a really funny book. It's, it's, it's satire. Arthur Garfunkel was in the movie. Is he good in that? Yeah, he was good in it. I liked him in Bright Eyes. But is that... What, what other books have come up with phrases, apart from Shakespeare, he came up yeah, with loads of them. Shakespeare was making them up like what, nobody's business. Exactly. What Peter other f- Pan. What? Peter Pan. What? Came up with the name Wendy. Yeah, that's right. The Beatles came up with the word grotty. Did they? Or the script writer for mm. A Hard Day's they Night. They invented loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60s. But, but what, other, yeah, what other books came up with words, apart from Peter Pan and Catch-22? I don't think any. Oh, I know. 
Harry Potter Wonderland has, made up loads. Harry Ma- Potter's come up with loads. Oh, yeah, they don't. Um, blooming Quidditch doesn't count as a word, all right, mate. Oh. What, 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 what did what uh, did Alice in Wonderland come up with? Mirror. <laughs> there was something. <laughs> what? <laughs> totally pwned her. Did you? I didn't notice. Yeah, you didn't. That's how much I pwned you. It was a, it was a sly by. Can you stop poning me, please? It was a drive by poning. It's inappropriate. Sly by. It's inappropriate. Sly by poning. Can you talk to Barry? I could do. Do you want, do you want to talk to me, Barry? I'll have a talk to you. Go on then, yeah. fella. What you got All for I us? I want to say quickly is when we talk about these footballers and other sorts of pop stars and everybody else getting uh, huge wages, don't forget, usually somewhere behind them, that every penny they've get. Every pound they get, there's someone else getting 10% in the background who does the negotiations. Yeah, that's true. That means there's some agent somewhere earning 30 grand a week for yeah. basically making a couple of phone calls. Exactly, that's it. OK. Thank you, Barry. Bye. Bye. There we go. Sort short but sweet. Succinct. I drive by pony, do you? What have we got on Facebook, Catherine Boyle? Loads of things and opinions. Yeah. And simmering resentments. Oh, yeah. Steve Ebenezer Boothby. Did Justin just try to justify footballers' wages with the short career? A player can now earn a normal person's lifetime wages in three months. Sorry. I meant weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Pankhurst, discriminating against those who've provided for themselves simply promotes dependency on benefits. It's not fair at all, says Carol. Jane Jane, pensioners do not get free TV licences until they're 75. I've always thought the bus pass should not be free. In Milton Keynes, they used to charge 35p a journey. You credited £10 to your bus pass and the driver deducted the fare from your card. Stay there. You mentioned the free television licence I did. Catherine. Uh, uh, Anne is in Bushy. Good morning, Anne. Anne? I wouldn't phone you earlier on. I didn't want you to have a go at me. I get my free television licence tomorrow, darling. Well, you must be looking forward to it. Do you think you deserve it? Of course I do. Listen, I came to this country in 1956, and ever since I've been here, I have worked. I've never got a penny from the government. So you stop and think about all these lazy lambs. But why should regardless I... Regardless of who yeah. they are, who have never, never, never worked. My family's not worked. Oh, why should I work? That attitude. I've worked and paid for what I don't. Getting. I don't know any people like that. Don't you? No, I don't think... I don't well, I think... Tell you, you must go around your eyes closed, then. I really reckon you go around your but eyes how, closed. But how, how do you walk around, Anne, and know... And, and just by looking, know which people have decided they're never going to work? Of course you know. How if do you, you know, Anne? you for long enough, you can see. How do you, you know? You can see. How do you know. know that these people aren't ill or haven't tried oh, to get for work? for God's sake, come off, Eddie. And it was, that's as bad as you yesterday saying, because, you, because you've, you've got, uh, what they call it, leg syndrome... You're you're entitled to a blue badge. I'm oh, seeing I'm seeing someone about that tomorrow. Seeing someone about that tomorrow. Got twitchy leg. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd have more than a twitchy leg if I got hold of you. Oh, times. thank you. That's all right, but not what you're thinking. But how do you know, Anne, just by looking at people, that they're lazy? <laughs> For goodness' sake. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine, behave yourself. <laughs> it's not Catherine in this instance, it's Kelly. Oh, my God. Oh. I know. <laughs> and I'm blushing at what she's just typed on the screen. <laughs> Anyhow, Ian, I've been listening to you this morning. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And I, I did, actually, I did like that lady who gave you as good as, as you were giving. Yeah, in fact, she gave you better than what you were giving. Yeah, well, I, I, I pwned you, didn't I, Anne? No. Yeah, I totally pwned you just then. Do you not remember? Just then, I owned you. No, I thought, I've got to let him know I yeah, am getting my television licence well, tomorrow. I don't think... Uh, why should I pay for you to watch Cash in the you Attic and flog oh, it? Oh, don't be silly, I don't. Anyhow, 
that is not the point. I have paid for it ever since I came to this country. Stop and think about those lazy, Television lazy people. Television is... Tel- those who? Those lazy people who do not want to work. And then again, there's those people who do go to work, but they beat the system all the time. And, and television... I quite a few of them. Television is a luxury, not a right. If you can't afford the television licence... You shouldn't have a television. Read a, go yeah, and read a book. Old-fashioned telly. Me, I, can't, I can't afford it. Well, then pay I it. They're gonna be, if you it. could afford it, why are you getting a freebie? Because I bloody paid for it. Excuse me. Now you make me swear. <laughs> and lovely to talk to you, my dear. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Bye, dear. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Anne. <sighs> uh, oh, Ken, thank you very much. Uh, the catch-22. The catch was he was trying to get out of the war on the grounds of insanity. To get out, you had to get a form and fill it in, which, of course, proved you were sane. He thought about other numbers for the title. They just landed on 22 for no apparent reason. Honestly, it's a brilliant book. It's a classic. Read it. And I might... Do you know what? I'm going to get the film later on today. Right, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M, it's just been rather slow heading southbound between Junction 8 at Hitchin and Junction 7. The M1, rather heavy between Junction 11, Dunstable Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Take a look at the M25, that's looking quite heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. The A40 Western Avenue heading eastbound looking very slow moving between the Swakeleys roundabout and Limington Park following an accident there. And the Barnet Bypass looking heavy on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far checking the trains, everything's looking good across the three counties, no problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Oh, blimey. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Someone open a window. Flipping heck. Oh my gosh. I was not expecting that. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, good morning. Thank you, Ian. It's the JVS Show. I'm Tim Wheeler, standing in for Jonathan Vernon-Smith. And on the big phone in at nine, I'm asking...